I'm Rizlar. I'm Frosty. As nobody's really engaged quite yet. Yep, oh, there we have a bit of- Oh, is that a triple stun for the Mystic? And welcome back to the value pack. to go all right everybody welcome back from a very long break to another episode of the value pack uh we are back from our week-long hiatus um well, actually i guess it would technically be two weeks we were supposed to upload last weekend or uh last monday actually i suppose but irl stuff gets in the way uh i had a wedding to attend so we couldn't record over the weekend because i was very very busy and then we were planning on uploading on Wednesday, but some IRL stuff on Frosty's end came up, some work stuff came up, so we weren't able to make that happen either. So the earliest we were going to be able to get it up is like Thursday, and at that point I was just like, yeah, screw it, we'll just we'll just skip it entirely and just move on to the next one. Um, we got a uh, very interesting podcast ahead of us here. We got a very uh, special guest that we'll be introducing here in a bit. But if you can read titles, then you already know who it is. Um. But, of course, as with every podcast we do, first and foremost, we gotta get into the comments. We got, uh, YouTube comments, and then Frosty's gonna do some Reddit comments, because he did post on Reddit the, uh, last episode that we did. But, YouTube comes first. Um, Austin Lassiter, iTex, Frosty, says, If you watch StarCraft Esports, they sometimes have three people doing play-by-play. I think the reason for this is so that all three commentators get a break now and then from calling out exactly what is happening. You watch professional yeah. StarCraft, don't you, Frosty? I, I do, but I watch the, the English streams, and nine times out of ten, the English ones are two people. But I, I do notice, like, almost every one of the Korean ones is three casters. Uh, maybe it's because there's so much more going on when Koreans <laughs> play StarCraft than... <laughs> they, yeah, they understand so much more, so they just need more people to analyze it. Yeah, those idiots are like they're attacking, they're heading north, they're attacking. So that's all the commentary we get. Dude, I couldn't imagine trying to commentate StarCraft. That game is insane. Um, Jeff M says uh, he quotes me as saying, "Yeah, but it isn't my account." Says my dude, I love listening to you guys. Pulls out meat scepter. Frosty, yeah, any, well, any, thank any, you. Any. I don't know what the meat scepter is still, but I appreciate <laughs> the uh, kind word. Still, still no comment on the meat scepter. He'll acknowledge you one day, Jeff, I'm sure. Uh, Reno? Rhino? I don't know how to say that, but he says, as far as I know, Ebra, or however his name is spelled, is an EU player for when you talked about the BSL Week 1 NA groups. I think he's talking about that EU guy in the uh, NA right. bracket. He's the mystic, yeah. Yeah, he's, he decided he's, to go NA just to just to troll all the NA players. Just to troll, yeah. <laughs> um, Jeff M again says next podcast should just be Frosty coming up with punny names. Dude, that I was so proud of that. Yeah. Do you rem did, do you uh, remember? Do you remember yeah. the name for the Warrior Fatality? Oh, so good. Uh, it was um, what was it again? It was like row row. <laughs> Row your boat gently till you scream. Dude, I was dying yeah. laughing because just your response after, you're like, is that just because I said paddle slap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's such a sad. leap in logic to connect those two. But, uh, hey, I guess, uh, wait, you're not a dad yet, are you? Not yet. 
but I'm My practicing. God, he's only gonna get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nom Nom's Fatty Kitty says, "Okay, quick question: Can you explain if DP is a viable build, and why is it or why is it not? I want to be a tanky class, but always see reasons against it. Can you please elaborate? Either way, thanks. Love the show. Uh, well, I we can talk about that later today. Not right now. We could add that yeah. in." This I mean, is kind my, of last uh, minute, but we could add that in because we have somebody who is fairly knowledgeable on that sort of stuff here. On on DP me? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, just to give a general response here, like, it's just because AP has so much value in, like, large-scale Node War, so it's it's hard, but there's case. Yeah. Add that somewhere in the in towards the end, Frosty. Add that somewhere towards the end. DP viability uh, to our list of things we got to talk about. S both Scrab and Shabafa say, activate your windows. No, I refuse. <laughs> uh, I like my watermark. Thank you very much. Tell you what, at a, th at a thousand subscribers, uh, the thousand subscribers special will be me activating windows. That's what we'll do. Uh, Small Dick Stole Your Girl says, I always thought they should do a 10 versus 10 and randomize the game mode from things we know, like Capture the Flag, Team Deathmatch, Domination King of the Hill, and give Shadow Arena rewards or something better. Like you said, more PvP options so we can have fun while we get geared. Yeah, absolutely, that would be awesome. Uh, just more PvP avenues in general, I think is what almost everybody wants. Like, pretty much everybody who's not a life-skilling... I'm not going to say the second part of that, but you know what I'm saying. Um, the Shepard 112... I, I was going to say, objective-based PvP on a smaller scale than Node War and Siege would be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. The Shepard 112 says, Have you thought about Filthy Fish for a Musa to have on the show? He's apparently pretty good and pretty geared. Frosty, you like Filthy Fish, don't you? Uh, I actually have no opinion one way or the other. I just uh, I have to fight him a lot on Arsha. That's all I know of him. He's at Arsha Mansions quite a bit. I'm pretty sure that's not what you said last time. We uh, what did I say last time. I, he doesn't like my when I use hundred percent or when I <laughs> ebuff. I know that. Uh, I would love to have Filthy Fish on. He is a uh, he's a well known member of the community. He's a pretty good Musa. He used to play Warrior too, so I'd like to talk to him about Warrior and why he he swapped over to Musa. That way, me and yep. him can circle jerk in a corner while Frosty just complains the whole time. Oh, what would I complain about? <laughs> uh, warriors uh, are busted right now? Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce this name. This is some, like, Arab shit. I'm gonna post this one. I'm gonna post this one on the screen right there so everybody can see what it is. Because, uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna attempt to say what that is. Uh, he says, spot taken first. Congrats, dude. Um,. <laughs> not Piotr says I hate you love you too baby um Skylar C has two comments here uh the first of which says uh what's your opinion on Manchwams versus Achman for me I'm 240-310 with Tech Kudum Archer also why no Archer in BSL there are Archers in BSL and they perform extremely well also apparently Archer is godlike in Achman so go do that yeah um, I mean, I think just Mansion's more efficient because of how quickly you can kill them versus how quickly you can kill. But 240, what was it? 245 with Kudum? 240 with Tech Kudum. 
240. You're like just below where Aquan starts getting good. I mean, maybe Archer's an exception. I know Archer's are really, really good there, but I feel like you're like just short. You just need that easy Ted Ogre real quick, and you'll be good to go. Easy Ted Ogre. Uh, Skyler C also says, what's your opinion on Archer in PvE, 1v1s, and group PvP compared to other classes? Also, how do you feel about Musa and DK? Archer is very powerful all around right now. There's nothing that they really particularly suck at, honestly. Uh, Musa is pretty good at uh, PvE. They're okay in Siege. They form a very, or they fill a very specific role, and that's pretty much all they can do. And in 1v1s, they're okay. Very high skill floor. Uh, DK's very similar position, although I don't think they're as good in PvE as Musa. I think high skill ceiling, too. Did yeah. Mean... No, I'm in floor and ceiling. Okay, okay. Like, to be um, a good Musa in 1v1s, I feel like you, you can't be, like, the brain-dead PvE Musa that only knows how to blow the belt and then, like, uh, cross-crusher. Like, you actually right. have to know how to do things. Yep, and, yeah, I agree with Archer. I think Archer's actually really... It's hard to get used to in 1v1, but once you do, the good Archers are really, really hard to fight. I actually think they're hard to fight for just about every class. Maybe Zerker's an exception, but I've recently been hearing Zerker's more and more saying it's getting harder now that Archers are figuring out the matchup. So, yeah, yeah. Archers are good. Well, and the, the, the thing about Archer, too, is that the... So, I mean, it, you could argue it's the same for every class, but I feel like it's even more for Archer. Once they start getting into that insane amount of AP, there's just there's nothing you can do about them. Right, because like if you're fighting an archer at soft cap and you can like you abuse a block, right? Then that matchup is fairly easy. I mean, there's still a, it's still a very skill based matchup, but it's it's definitely a doable thing. Once you start fighting archers like Cinny that have like 281 AP and that literally blow up your block in like three hits, it becomes infinitely more difficult. So it's a uh, yeah, that's a rough one. Um. But that's it for the YouTube comments. Thanks, everybody, for leaving a comment. Make sure to leave one on this uh, video as well to keep the conversation going. Frosty, you got some Reddit comments you wanted to read. I do. Let me pull these up. Just a couple quickies here. One of them, I think, devolved into a fight that we don't need to get into. <laughs> um, and, yeah, actually, yeah, no, we won't get it. Was, all right, here we go. Um. So someone said, I enjoyed watching, or sorry, this is uh, Micah Plays Games. He says, I enjoyed watching the BSL tourney. I think my only gripe about it is that DP slash hybrid sets were allowed. It may just be me, but I would prefer if they made it so to where you could only use AP set and you weren't allowed to use the Arsha set that gave 90% knockdown resist. If we're using equalized gear, I think it should be made to where both people have to use the AP set or maybe even declare what you were using beforehand or something like that. I think one clear match that showed this was Riven versus Laven. Riven got like five CCs, and Laven was just able to get up, put in more bursts from his CCs because of Ninja's kit, being superior in damage. Not trying to bag on Laven. He's a cool dude and a good ninja. That was in parentheses. <laughs> I still enjoyed the fights, and the tourney and the shoutcasters did a great job. Um, yeah, uh, so my take on this is I agree 1,000%. But... There's absolutely no way for the BSL to, to control bolts. It. It's so hard, yeah. It's really, really hard. Because people can just lie. So yeah. there's nothing they can do about it. 
Unless there was like the, the the only thing I could think of is if the developers added some like tag system that goes above their head as a title. So it says kind of like what setup they're using or shows their APDP in yeah. some way. But like in a stats. So screen. after the very first week of the BSL, if you were in the BSL Discord, it was just like nothing but complaints about DP builds and why don't you guys do this and why don't you guys do that and it was all fixes based on the idea that Kakao was able to do something about it they're not <laughs> like yeah. aside from giving Dr. Positive and the BSL crew 200,000k Kakao uh, uh, cash or whatever like they they have nothing to do with the tournament they, they don't do anything they have like a right. couple Kakao staff helping run it but uh yeah 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 for sure. Um, I mean I, I think it would be beneficial for PA and in, in general just to add like if the moderators or the hosts of Arsha can see each player's gear like just in the Arsha menus and screen. That that could help. And it'd be interesting just to talk about, you know, for you know, so you guys don't have to guess like when you're casting with Dr. Positive having to guess what set they're using is also kind of meh. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. it's it's hard to tell, especially with the differences in classes, right? Because a ninja with a, like, a hybrid or a DP build is going to be able to put out a lot more DPS than a mystic with a hybrid or a DP build. It's just kind of how things are. Um, right. Anyway, you got more? Alright, yeah, so moving on. Dr. Positive commented on the post, said, Thanks to Reslar for guest casting such an insanely long event, referring to the first time you cast with him. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> that was, um, uh, that was painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh pandemic comanche said i sincerely enjoy your podcast thanks very much keep up the good work little dancing man whose regular comments are i don't know if he comments are on youtube too but he said awesome value pack makes my monday's commute so enjoyable keep it up and then someone asked me fat astronaut said what's your in-game name curious as there are some pretty toxic frosties out there <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I am the most toxic, same as Reddit name, though I've not had trouble with Vexus members because this person has a Vexus uh, tag or whatever. So hopefully it wasn't me, but I can be toxic. They said it wasn't me. So I'm good. I'm not an asshole. Um, and yeah, that's that's all of Reddit. I mean, there was people that were arguing a little bit about the BSL thing, but it, it's too long to kind of go over. So we, yeah. Yeah, I just skip past that, but. Thanks everybody for commenting on the uh, Reddit post as well, Frosty. I don't know. Did you did you plan on making another one, or are you just gonna skip? This um, one? I was gonna Wait. do every two weeks, and since we didn't have a podcast last week, maybe I could put up another one this week. We'll if you want to go for it, man, you go for it. Don't get banned. <laughs> yeah, risk it for the biscuit. I don't want to. I could end up in jail. Yeah, don't, worse. Don't incur the wrath of the mods. Yeah. Um, Alright, so that's it for comments. Uh, well, not totally it, but that's generally it, speaking. Uh, I can't talk today. English is a hard language. I'm in the middle of Spanish homework. Listen, language is a fickle thing. Uh, we have a very special guest today. Uh, you guys, a couple of you guys, a good amount of you guys, rather, have been asking us to uh, have him on for a while now. And I just messaged him on a whim last night, and he agreed to to come on this morning so give a uh give a big thanks to uh uh laven everybody laven thanks for coming on man yeah anytime i always enjoy doing stuff like this yeah man all right it's, it's very like every time i ask people to come on the show they're always very suspicious like everybody thinks it's like some like like i asked mccann's a while back to come on the show and he was very like touchy-feely he's like i don't know if i want to go because like he thought i was like setting him up dude it's just like super casual you know 
Mm-hmm. We're just here to talk shit, you know, jack we're off, to, whatever. We're here we're to rail on you and shit all over you in the class <laughs> of play. No, uh, line, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's do the uh, the obligatory Laven. How long you been playing BDO? What class do you play? And uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, I guess. Uh, I've been playing since Conqueror's package release, but there's been like micro breaks, micro breaks. Holy shit, breaks <laughs> between because uh, like things like military duty and whatnot. So like sometimes I'll go away for a couple months. Um. Or like maybe slightly longer or lesser, and I play ninja. I actually when I started the game a couple of years ago, I well ninja wasn't out yet, so I played ranger, and was in uh, a siege guild called Veritas. And then ninja came out, rerolled that literally day one, and then played ninja ever since its release. And I am also, I think at level like fifty eight, at like four hundred like twenty gear score, decided to like go red. And uh, it's been red ever since with no breaks, no blue ever, ever. And now I'm 50% into 61. So, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, man. Um, so I, I see here you wanted to touch on the whole uh, DP thing in the BSL. As somebody who is utilizing the uh, different gear that is in the BSL in the tournaments that you are also participating in. Mm-hmm. So what what are, what are your thoughts on having like the the idea of like well it should be truly equalized everybody should be using the same gear i.e. like an AP accuracy build. So it's definitely difficult because variety is always fun. I think that's what makes the open world PvP kind of fun is because of all the different types of variety that you can run for the most part with AP obviously being the master race. Um, <laughs> the biggest thing I wanted to touch on though is like. I think the reason why people are so like pissy and shitty and and all this stuff is because everybody is guessing. Kind of what Frosty touched on. Nobody actually knows what gear anybody is running. Like, uh, they just have no idea. Like, a lot of people are like, well, Laven's running like full DP. Like, almost, I'd say 90% of my fights, I was at like 310 DP. And which is like right. by no means I just, that's literally like I think balance ear balance earrings and the like balance offhand. And then maybe I'll swap on, on and off the belt if I want to in AP and DP. Like by no means. And it's really the biggest thing was like some people opt out of using the accuracy glove. It it depends on your opponent's build, how tanky you're gonna be as well. Like if I run mostly evasion the evasion pieces and my opponent decides to run uh, like the evasion gloves rather than the accuracy gloves or shit like that, um, where they decide to run the AP offhand instead of the um, the balance offhand for like that ignore resist, like it's gonna show as well. So it's not always about one person's build; it's about what both people are running and how it clashes together. So I think that if we did like a turn, like if it did a BSL and people bare minimum like said their like AP, their AP and DP or something like that, then at least we could like actually argue it, but as of like right now, it's all fake arguments because literally nobody knows. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. You're all arguing over like fakes that doesn't stuff that doesn't actually exist because it's not real knowledge. Like it's very obvious. Like people like April Rain or like you know certain tamers or whatever, um, who are running like legit full DP to like run out fights. Like that's bullshit. Like obviously nobody fucking wants to watch that. Like there's rules in. I don't mean to be on a soapbox here, but there's like rules and like if you watch MMA or like UFC 
were like avoiding fighting completely will get you disqualified immediately you know like running into the back areas you know that's like there's definitely some shitty antics that for sure should be stopped um like full dp and stuff like that but i think there should be like a a little bit more clear just what builds people are using so there could actually be like debates and discussions right yeah it would be cool if you could like i mean uh, who knows how you do it logistically because the time it would take but to submit mm-hmm. your build before each round kind of like an <laughs> this is so nerdy but like a magic tournament you basically have to say what deck you're using so that mm-hmm. would be kind of interesting and then if you lose you can change decks or whatever like hearthstone tournaments Th- that would be interesting like well in this one i'm i'm running hybrid or whatever even if it was like somewhat vague and then the other thing too is like when I hear like Reslar Doctor Positive, like it sucks for them because one, like Reslar said, people are so toxic, right? It, when you have any opinion on anything, people are really toxic, and the fact that they don't get to know what builds the people they're casting are running means they have to guess, and oftentimes they're going to be wrong, and it just makes them look bad and adds more fuel to people talking shit. So yeah, it there needs to be some sort of system that lets people see. That isn't too tedious. It would be kind of nice. It would help a lot. But I, I'm 100% convinced yesterday you had at least 400 DP. <laughs> God fucking did it. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, and I get that with the with the uh, Riven fight, too. I've never... I've watched Riven fight. I've never actually fought him. Um, so, like, before that very first round, I was like, mm, I'm going to throw, I think I had like 330 DP or so, because he was still chunking me decently, and he was like, yeah, comboing my fucking face off, but the second that like, I kind of understood what what, what he does, um, I went straight, just full AP, so I could blow him up for the most part. Yeah. Um. So, this negative karma life, this one's kind of interesting to me, because when you're completely negative karma, you, traveling around is kind of tedious, and I, I remember you had a you had a video you released, God, like a year ago that I randomly saw. It just popped up in my YouTube as like one of the recommended things. And mm. I'm pretty sure it was like a day in the life of a red player or something. It was like a 20 minute long video and you're going around and you're talking about it. One of the things that I loved about the videos, it kind of reminded me of like an episode of Cops or Reno 911, how you're just like <laughs> narrating the day, you know, like, yeah, so we're going to pull up here and and see what happens. Oh, this guy looks like he wants to fight, so I'm going to go ahead and put on my DP set just in case. You know, it's like kind of interesting, but um, how tedious is that? I mean, it seems like I don't know, like a lot of work to do the most simple shit if you're negative red, and what's it, why Why is it worth it for you? I guess. Um. So I guess at first, yeah, like without a doubt, it was like hella tedious. Very, 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 very tedious, and extremely dangerous because i was such a low level when i started and everything like that but um i think it kind of i think it helped me a lot as a pvp because if i went anywhere i was instantly like challenged and i was forced to improve i guess because a lot of the things i mean people just you generally see red and they attack um for the most part out of either curiosity or like whatever whatever their reason may be and my reason for doing it at the time was that's when I like kind of first started my guild. So, uh, like, yeah, about a year and a half, almost two years ago now. Um, and I wanted to help out people at like grind spots and shit, uh, for getting karma bombed and whatnot. So I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to like go red, stay red. I, I, I like the challenge. I enjoy the challenge. I can help the people around me 
I think karma bombing is dumb. Um, I understand why people do it. I can see both sides of the fence. But if you want a karma bomb, I can be red. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know. And uh, so I kind of chose to just take on that life. And it kind of gets less t tedious. I don't know if it's less tedious, rather, is the word for it. But you kind of get used to it, I guess, over time. Because I kind of have, like, a different view on it now just because I've been doing it for so long. Shit becomes, like, um, second nature for the most part. You know, like, never really being AFK or, like, understanding where all the guard spawns are or, you know, like, noticing if somebody's looking at you in a safe zone, uh, repairing your gear, you know, just shit like that. I don't know. It becomes kind of, like, second nature. But it takes, like, a really long time to get to that point, I think. I find it interesting how you talk about the fact that, like, you don't care if people karma bomb, you understand it, but then you can, like, kill them. It's so interesting how many karma bombers see, like, I have a right to karma bomb, you don't have the right to kill me. Like, there's, like, some weird disconnect there when it comes to karma bombers that's so strange that I'd, I've never understood, honestly. Mm-hmm. No, I it's the the biggest thing for me too is like time. Like there's I think being red, you see like the true side of people, <laughs> honestly, cuz it's like there'll be people, you, there's like two different kinds of people. There's people who go into your spot, you know, you kill them like three times, four times, and they're like, "Yeah, good shit. You know, I I don't have time for this. Yeah, here's the zone and they leave. They're like, "I lost, you know, I don't have as much gear." you know, your gear carried or your better PvP or whatever they want to, you know, um, whatever they're poisoned. And then they change channels and move on. But then you have people that are like, man, I'm going to come back forever. I will die in this grind spot IRL before I leave. And you're like, holy shit. Okay, <laughs> dude. <laughs> like, so. Yeah, that's karma bombers. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. It's just, I've always found that so strange. I, and I, I don't understand in general how I don't get why people get so upset when they're killed in this game. Nothing mm -hmm. happens when you die. Like maybe yeah. this is because I'm an I'm an older player. I played at launch back when you used to lose XP when you got killed in PvP. Uh, yes. Yes. So like amazing. now when people complain like, oh you killed me, I'm like, yeah, so what? What <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Literally nothing happens. <laughs> right. That's not even exaggerating. Like literally nothing. <laughs> I, I I think though that the game everyone looks at themselves as like seriously everyone thinks they're good at this game. I mean obviously everyone is a blanket statement, but there's a lot of people in higher end grind spots like people that have been playing for a long time obviously care about the game enough to like they PVP they know to war all that. So there's an aspect of like everyone thinks that they're the best at what they do. So when you kill someone you take that from them and if you kill them again you take it even more and it's like then they just get frustrated and they want to blame everything else and make you pay for what you've done <laughs> like i know there's like that aspect even though you don't lose anything in game well except at like history where you still end up losing crystals god damn it but <laughs> um yeah i think people just get frustrated because they don't want to you know they want to blame either it's cacao's fault they're losing because a class is op or you're cheesing them or whatever i don't know so people just get frustrated and especially if you have nothing to blame some of these people get even more mad because then it's their own fault mm -hmm. and they just feel i don't know you just take something from them you know you take their god status away from them yeah maybe yeah, that's it people just need to like i mean, i lose all the 
especially when I first one read, I fucking lost all the time. I had to run away all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. like the amount of times I had to just be like, yep, fuck it, I'm out, you're better, you know? Like a million times. And then I just finally got to the point where um, now I sometimes I can carry myself over to and, and take the grind spot and I can actually win. And it's like a really like humbling and amazing feeling that, I mean, I, we, everybody used to be in their shoes. If like you beat somebody, you know, like you used to lose too. I think people just forget there's always two sides of the fence and it's not a big fucking deal. And it's not personal either, you know? Right. So I have two questions. One, have you ever had gear degraded? Not yet. Never no. had gear degraded. So you're talking, you've been read for what, a year now? Two years? Two, over two. Yeah, two years or a little bit over. Two years, no degraded gear. Do you have good crystals in your gear at all now at this point? Fuck, no, fuck no. No? I just can't do it. I'm a little bit lazy right now in terms of how I handle myself um, because I kind of can afford to be, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, but I think once I hit 62, which is in 50%, and then I get a few more really solid enhancements. I'll start probably opting for hooms and better gear. I actually have um, a sheet. This is kind of like this is kind of the reason why I like how we're using trial characters in Arsha um, now, because I have a sheet of like all the stats that I'm missing out on for having uh, poor crystals. Excuse me. Let me get it to you guys really quick. It's pretty interesting. Uh... Here it is. So, um, for the for the viewers, I'll push it out real quick. So, because I'm red and I decide, and I I really can't put nice crystals in my gear, um, because of the possibility of me dying and then breaking. Um, I'm missing out on around, uh, and this is roughly depending on what I want to throw in, but around 72 accuracy, um, two attack speed. Four movement speed, 20% ignore resist, all resistance, 7%, 870 HP, 10 AP, 13 DP, 8 evasion, 150 stamina, 40 LT, and then 6 comma damage. And that is with whom's. That's if I decided to run whom's. Those are all the stats that, I would, that I'm currently missing out on, roughly. So it's quite a bit. It adds up, especially if you're fighting like end game players. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so what what is your what is your because I know it's kind of like like you're saying you're only fifty percent to sixty two I imagine that's partially because you don't really like grinding four exp and also because you get interrupted a lot I imagine right well, yeah I kind of fucking hate grinding so. hate grinding okay what what's your <laughs> what's your gear like um right now I actually just recently got Kudum, so I've been testing that but in my DP set and I have a DP set. I don't like not to fight. The literally like sole purpose of my DP set is just in case I get blindsided or to stay alive or to catch myself because I don't think people really understand sometimes is like if I die, I lose experience and crystals. And there's just recently was a patch where I lose XP even if I tier. And I don't want to tier because that costs money, obviously. So I, I, I don't want to die. So, um, it's 175 AP and then 377 DP, and that's evasion-based gear. Um, that's just pure survivability so I can, like, relax a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Um, You're uh, here, so folks. Blindsided with pen RCs. 
<laughs> Referring back to that earlier commenter who asked about the viability of DP builds, what are your thoughts on it as somebody with uh, a build like that? I mean, it depends on... I think you should play the game exactly how you want. So, like, you know, if AP is the meta, I mean, who fucking gives a shit? What matters is if you sit down on your computer, log in a BDO, and you have a good time. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're the type of person that enjoys DP builds and you want to be relevant, you can make it happen. You know, like, you could um, be... It also depends on what class, because some classes are just absolute shit with DP, you know? But, um, I mean, you could be, like, a DP mystic and just absolutely destroy, like, front lines and infuriate people on large scale for the most part. Um, you know, you wouldn't be able to kill anybody. You just, you, you'd just have to understand where you're going to be weak, you know? And you're not going to be able to 1v1. You're, you're not going to be able to grind in endgame areas for good money. But if you have a good time with it, sure. I mean, you can make it viable to yourself. But don't expect to be like a jack of all trades or anything of that nature, you know? So. If that kind of makes sense. Now, you've been playing this game for quite a while as well. You talked about playing before Ninja came out. So I'm assuming you've been playing basically. Or since launch. Or maybe not since mm -hmm. launch, but very, very long time. Yeah. Um, what. How are your thoughts on how, or what are your thoughts on how the karma system has changed? Because I mentioned earlier about how you used to like lose karma, or not karma, used to use, uh, used to lose, Jesus Christ, EXP whenever you got killed by another player. And people hated the shit out of that. I personally, yeah. I actually preferred that system, even though I was not a beneficiary of it, because back in those days, I was not on top of the food chain, nor am I on top of the food chain now, but. Like, I actually preferred that system as opposed to what we have now because it, there was risk involved to, like, being killed. Like, you couldn't just be like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm being killed, oh, well, just whatever, I don't really care that much. Because it was, right. like, actually a problem for you if you died. Exactly. And this is something I'm, like, not a lot of people remember this, I'm, like, kind of psyched you brought it up. Because it's something I'm, like, hella passionate about. Um, and again, I can see both sides of the fence. Uh... So, I love that you lost experience, uh, no matter what your karma was. Um, you lost more if you're red, obviously, but you lost experience no matter what your karma was, because, like, a good example is Saucens was, like, the, you know, the endgame spot back then, you know, and there was, like, the number one growth person on the channel was there, you run up, and you're able to kill him. Okay, they might come back one more time to contest you. Like, okay, I see you. They come back. They lose again. You bet your ass they are not coming back. You bet your ass, like, they are out of there, because they're not about to lose more experience, you know, like, good shit, spot's yours, and there's 36 other channels they can swap to, you know what I mean, like, GG's, good fights, I lost, and there's no, if they want to keep coming back, sure, but it's gonna fucking cost them, rather than just hitting the respawn button, and that was an amazing feeling, and it, there was a very clear winner, um, at, a at grind spot. And uh, also GVGs were more prevalent then too because you wanted to get that GVG out because it meant you wouldn't lose experience if you died. Um, they got rid of it because it was a really troublesome thing for new players to get into the game because they would just like, you know, be at a grind spot and then a higher end player would swing by, you know, slaughter them in an instant. Congratulations, you just lost 2%. I get that. That's kind of shitty if you're new and you're like, holy fuck, I'm never going to progress. So like, I think one thing that would be really cool if they introduced it 
was and that's how karma bombing became a thing is when they got rid of it and um it turned a lot of hardcore pvpers off the game but i think that they should make it where if you reach hard cap so like level 61 or 62 you now lose experience if you die no matter your karma i think that'd be really cool because then end game spots you could actually like contest you could actually fight for it pvp would be a lot more exciting it'd get your heart racing um there'd be more adrenaline involved there'd be clear winners there'd be a lot less toxicity honestly um i mean maybe not in dms there'd probably be more toxicity in dms <laughs> but there'd be less toxicity and like you know griefing there'd be less griefing um which nobody wins in griefing honestly and because uh, you can fucking block people if they're dming you and just erase their existence you know from your life um and there'd be a lot less griefing like tree griefing is a big thing right now as well which kind of sucks so i heard I in eu kind of that it's actually gotten so bad there's people actually taking uh like not like less than 50 characters level 49 and below characters to trees demanding to leech and then if they don't if they don't if the people there don't let them leech that they'll actually spawn the trees and essentially grief the rotation not by dying but by spawning all of the the shit there well yeah that's shitty so i like the idea of what you're saying where it doesn't punish new players and it would only punish higher end players my question though is like if that would really do anything because let like i'm level 62 on my mystic and on my sork and i don't care if i lose the xp so i could just kill people and fight people in grief kind of forever because i'm just gonna go from three percent to zero again so would that be enough to even really demotivate people to you know kill people the i don't know like there's no mm -hmm. risk for me if you don't care right no i i totally get and that i, I, I don't think a lot of people care to get i mean there are some but i don't think too many people care to get to 63 for the most part <laughs> no you're i mean you're 100 percent right with that and the important thing with that is like i mean would i want it to be like more extreme sure of course but like i'm a little bit biased in that area obviously so it's got to be kind of like introduced slowly and that's why it shouldn't be that big of a deal at the same time because you are blue karma if you like for you you're like just three percent to zero percent you wouldn't care for the first while but after a while it kind of starts to add up because i was in the same boat when i hit 61 i was like fuck it like there's no way in fuck i'm grinding to part of my language by the way i don't know if you guys care no they're not an issue <laughs> Okay, yeah, I, my mouth is there's, absolutely fucking off. There's one listener though that can't listen at work now, but he'll be all right. <laughs> he'll oh, have my, to my bad, he'll dude. have to listen to this one with headphones on. <laughs> <laughs> For real, sorry, my, my bad. What the freak? Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> but uh, so basically, uh, so it starts to add up because I was in the same boat. I'm like, God, I am never grinding a 62, and like. I don't like grinding, so I'd be sixty-two. I'd be like ten percent in a sixty-two, and then I'd fall back down to zero percent. Then I'd get to five percent. Then I'd fall back to down to zero percent again, and I'm like, eh. But then, like the third time that happened, I'm kind of like, shit. Honestly, I'd be at like thirty percent by now, <laughs> you know, because like because grinding's like you actually need to grind to make money in this game for the most part, um, unless you're like a three hundred IQ life skiller, which I actually do enjoy life skilling, but I'm not quite. I'm like 150 IQ life skiller. <laughs> so it actually does start to add up and eventually people would be like, yikes, I should 
I should probably be a little bit more careful now, to be honest, especially with like new content, maybe coming out, you know, and I think it would deter people in time, um, nonetheless. And with new content, it's definitely going to make people kind of look like, mm, I should be hitting 63 relatively soon or, or maybe, um, have it be, you lose experience and like one crystal, yeah. like guaranteed one get no more than one crystal yeah. you know like get at least one crystal people be like fuck i don't want to lose my home you know or shit i don't want to lose my gin or right. something like that or just ha- but I, they'd still kind of risk you it. can incentivize people like i mean i guess it could be if you get to zero then you can start losing crystal so you have ah, to go okay, grab some good. exp back to have some leeway mm-hmm. then no, it'd, be, really then it'd be super harsh on someone who's 63 can you imagine you already hit 63 now it's like oh my god i have to grind for a month just so i don't lose a crystal to get to 0.01 yeah but uh that could be kind of cool i like that or maybe you can go even more harsh and uh once your exp hits zero then it starts taking your life skill exp starting at trade <laughs> holy f- people no people would literally insta quit the game i can hear it now <laughs> it's like it's like your trade level has gone down you're now master yeah. one. It's like, oh, well, no. way to way to punish life skillers for all of our hard work. We don't even want to. Yeah, I know, dude. The Reddit post would be insane. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, uh. I would like something. I mean, I don't know. I I've always kind of hoped they would change the karma system in some way, like a timer or something, or like make it mm-hmm. maybe almost uh, one of the ideas I thought about, and I'm I'm sure you can grief this, so it wouldn't really hold up. But it would be nice if like. The first three times you kill someone, yeah, you lose your karma, same as now, but they go back to uh, the node, and then if they die to the same person three times consecutively without decking or anything, then they start having to go all the way back to a main city. Yo, yeah, yeah, that's what I've always thought. Like, why doesn't it just, for every time you die, let's say, like, every two times you get killed by somebody, it spawns you further and further away. So, like, the first two times you die, you spawn at the closest node, and then the next time you die, you have to spawn at, like, the second closest node, and then the next time you die, it's, like, a nearby town, and then the next time it's, like, all the way to the capital. If you die, like, ten times in a row, you get taken to fucking Pirate Island or something, I don't know. They could make it immersive, too, you know, like, please the RP community, because let's not kid ourselves, I mean games also survive on the amount of fucking outfits those guys buy <laughs> so i mean they can make it immersive and like you know you spawn in a fucking like a hospital or something you know Ooh. and like you have to you have to pay like a doctor or a nurse like 100k silver because you die you're gravely injured and you've died five times out in the open world yeah you know which is like a ridiculous amount you have to spawn at so, a poka center yeah <laughs> yeah have, have them be like nurse droids in every <laughs> yeah. uh every city hospital a little chancy comes and gives you an egg and you have to eat it yeah yeah exactly um yeah yeah something would be cool the karma system right now like i don't know man i kind of hate it i mean we talked about this too before uh like even with the desert i don't know if you guys remember early on when you would first go into the desert you'd get that message that said be careful like there are dangerous adventures out here like, I wish mm-hmm. that that were true, like, in the desert, like, being in the desert was like being in Arsha. Like, everywhere yep. in the desert was, like, Arsha server, I think would be really cool. Anyway, I oh, yeah. guess yeah, at so this point. What, what are your thoughts, as a red player, what are your thoughts on, like, the desert? Because I know 
a lot of people, especially people that like going going red, but also just people like me in general that don't even play a lot in the desert, but think that the karma system's a little unfair or a little unhappy with how the desert turned out in terms of like how it works with the current karma system. What do you I just think I, I think there's a massive lack in creativity and I think there's even probably fighting going on in Pearl Abyss itself. Like th I don't think they can decide whether they want to be a true open world PvP game that's PvP oriented with a you know, or a Care Bear, you know, happy fun time pals game where like there's decent combat or whatever you know like they're like pulling back and forth on like what they want to be because like with the desert there's no reason there's just no reason to be red in the game at all honestly like there's leg legitimately no reason unless you just enjoy the challenge and like that's it there's no real reason the only thing in the entire game where you quote quote unquote benefit from being red is in the red town there's a quest you can com you can complete where if you kill three positive karma adventurers, then it gives you a 30% experience boost for 90 minutes. Um, but it activates the second you complete it in the Red Town, which is all the way by Pilaku Jail. So, I mean, unless you're like going to Fogans or like uh, basically just Fogans, honestly, you're getting like shit experience wherever you're going to grind anyway. It's just not like a big deal, you know? Um, so there's just no reason whatsoever so i think one thing they could do to kind of like fix that or combat that combat that would be like it's cool that like the desert's like ooh, ooh you know dangerous area for like bandits and stuff i mean all right fine what they should do is they should add like in every city like an area you can go if you're negative karma like in the cities even where like you have to go through a like a safe zone in order to get to it like like an inn inside of Heidel or like the sewers in like Calpheon yeah. or like, you know, the treetops and old wisdom tree or some bullshit like that. Cause like you would have to like travel through positive karma area to get to it. So you're still like in grave danger. Positive karmas can like fuck camp even if they want to make sure no negative karma players are trying to utilize it or something or, you know, that, that would create a lot more interesting gameplay and, there'd be more reason to leave the desert if you are negative karma rather than just like shove you out there for like no reason, I guess. I don't know if I'm coming across well there, but yeah, it's a thought. Yeah, I feel you. They definitely, I, I feel like the desert, because I remember when the desert like was first coming to NAEU and like everyone was super hyped for it. Uh, and then it just kind of ended up being like, I mean, more grind spots, which was not what it was being hyped up to be. So it was, like, super disappointing. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember I was in... Whenever the desert was uh, first announced, I think, uh, it was, like, at the very start of the um, the game, right? And my guild, Oblivion, like, my GM was super, like, excited for it. And he was being a total nerd about it. He was like, dude, there's a bandit town called Muquin, and we're going to become a bandit guild, and we're all going to sit in the desert and, like, just become, like, a fucking PK, like, pvp guild it's gonna be fucking awesome he's like freaking out about it you know and uh mm -hmm. when it came out he was like so depressed <laughs> he's like he's like this is so lame it's like the exact same except now you get sent to jail whenever you kill somebody he's yep. he was like what the heck i thought there wasn't supposed to be any punishments for killing people it was, he was yep. really upset <laughs> and the positive karma players don't 
So it's like they literally just they almost made it worse for negative karma players introducing jail because because the jail is like, so well, backwards. What? It triggers me so much. It's completely yeah. opposite. Jail should be in everywhere else except for the desert. The desert should be like mm-hmm. the outlaw place where like you can get away with horrible things. It's great. Yeah, oh yeah, it makes no sense. To me. It it, <laughs> it doesn't like. The the thing with it is like positive karma players. All right, there's two people out of the grind spot. One negative karma, one positive karma. The negative player um kills the positive karma player. Let's make it extreme, okay? Uh, thirty times. All right, their grind spot is fucked. The positive karma player just keeps coming back. They can spawn an infinite amount of times and always come. And then the negative karma player, because they're in the desert, they're like go FK for two seconds, or or they like gravely misplay, or or their gear breaks or something. All right, and the positive player karma gets a one lucky kill, or they get ganged up on, like just one lucky kill. Boom, negative karma player in the desert, out of there, gone, like somewhere else. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like that makes no sense. Yeah, I always no thought, like Frosty was saying, how it's backwards. I feel like it would make a lot more sense for it to be like, let's say you're in trees and like you get like negative 500k like you're you truly like you went all out and like fucked some people up and then you got mm-hmm. killed by a positive karma player it would make sense to slap your ass like theoretically in the situation where we're deeming that player is evil although i don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe that's true in that sense right. it makes sense to say okay you were all the way at trees congrats now you're in the desert bitch have fun Holy shit, yeah. Like, that makes more sense to me personally than, like, if you're out in the open world, we don't really care, but if you're in the desert, we're gonna, like, make it a little inconvenient and make it take, like, five minutes for you to get back to the spot and keep doing what you were doing. Mm -hmm. Like, again, and I I personally don't agree with the idea of, like, red players equals evil, because, like, it's all very situational. Like, Mm -hmm. karma bombing and everything is a very situational, like, thing that happens like for some reason when i talk about like i'll go on reddit and say like if you intentionally karma bomb you're a fucking scumbag and then people are like oh well you know i was grinding there and this dude came up and started killing me and what am i supposed to do just leave and i'm like well yeah because like he's better than you so you lost the spot because you lost the fight that's like Again, maybe this is because I'm from back in the day, but that's how things were back in the day, and that's a fair way to to do it, in my mind at least. And if you want to get some of your friends, and you want to bring your friends back and beat up on that dude and push him out of the spot, then go for it. But, like, whoever's winning the fight is winning the spot. That's, generally speaking, how it should go. Now, there are some, like, circumstances where, like, people are being a dick, and I'll say, like, yeah, like, I could understand it. Like, if somebody comes up to a spot and just starts grinding mobs on top of you, and you're like, hey, like, can you can you leave? Like, I'm burning, like, a 200, and then they're like, oh, well, you know, I was here first. They start bullshitting you, and it's like, that's that's another very specific, like, circumstance where, like, things get, like, a little, a little weird and like, how people don't see it. People always think it's a very straightforward thing, karma bombing, but there's a lot of different scenarios that happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Karma bombing's weird, no. and I, I wish it wasn't a thing in general. People should just be able to kill people. TBH. Yeah. I mean, there just needs, it's such a gray thing. I think there just needs to be a... There needs to be a clear winner 
in time. A winner and a loser. That's that's how life is. That's literally 110% what life is. Winners and you win, you lose. And everybody wins and loses. There's no there's never a a full-time winner and there's never really a full-time loser, you know. But winning and losing is a daily you know, a daily thing. So if you want to come back 10 times, fine. The the 11th time, fuck you. You've lost, okay? You've lost. Uh, if you want to be red and you die, you took that chance. You've lost. You lose stuff. You know, it, it, there can be like a different balance of how easy it is to win and lose. But as long as there's like at least like a an, an end game, I think people would be more on the same page. There'd be a less gray area between is this a good karma bomb or bad karma bomb? Is this a good red player or a bad red player? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... So, I I also wanted to ask you in terms of, like, uh, the, like, how, I, because I've always wondered this, how does being, because I've heard mixed, uh, like, I've heard people say mixed things, whenever you're red, do guild, do, like, guild war decks affect you in any way other than normal? No. Uh, war decks. I didn't think so. Yeah. But I've always heard like conflicting arguments. So, and then whenever you're red, you on Arsha, it still works the exact same, right? In terms of the desert, rather, I should have specified. Like you still get sent to jail if you're red on Arsha, right? No, on Arsha, you do not get sent to jail anymore. Oh, really? They, that changed. Yeah, that changed. Like two to three months ago yeah. maybe even four okay yeah. that's good because uh, that was i i remembered that being a thing or at least i thought i did and i remember being like that's kind of retarded that beats the point of our show oh yeah yeah exactly wait so clarify real quick what you meant but because you said does it affect you in a way that's normal or what like it was um so when you're in a gvg it's almost as if you're not negative karma right if you're just fighting people from the opposing Pretty guild okay Mm -hmm. it's still really dangerous for me because like if i'm in a gvg and like a relatively high traffic area it sucks dick because like i'll be fine it'll be like 20 versus 20 right and i'm like having a blast right some random ass you know joe schmo from you know guild a comes swinging around sees that i'm red can fly in doesn't have to flag you know because i'm red flies in gets the last hit boom i was experiencing crystals i'm like fuck <laughs> so right so it's still really dangerous but guild decks um if i am decked on on you then i don't lose anything if i die okay interesting um node war i imagine is the same thing right yes yeah but the second the node war ends <laughs> i go yeah i i piece the fuck Ex out good yeah. fight leave. <laughs> escape escape concealment go <laughs> um I know we didn't plan on talking about this, and I don't know what we're looking at for time, but this might just end up being a longer podcast because there's a lot of things to, to talk about. We got an interesting person on today. Um, What are your thoughts on, like, undeckable guilds? Because I have very strong opinions on that sort of stuff, and I was wondering if you, as uh, a red player, if you feel... what What are your thoughts on it? I... I can understand if there's this isn't meant to be toxic, I guess, but Perlovis is by far one of the most lazy coders and game developers I've ever seen in my entire life of gaming for the most part. In terms of how much money, you know, their publisher has. I understand Perlovis is like somewhat a new comp like or like 
not that big of a company, but I'm getting published by Cacao. Anyway, the point is like, I think there should be different uh, conditions that makes your guild undeckable rather than just if you have a node or not. Because you can have some insanely geared players in your guild, but the guild is still undeckable because you don't have a node and the other guild does. Like, that's fucked. Like, that's not, that's not fair at all. So I do think it's kind of bullshit, the conditions at what makes a guild undeckable. Sure. I actually think this one's super simple. Once you have uh, enough skill points that you can, in your guild, like guild skill points that you can get to level 5 of every single one of the battle stats, then you should be deckable just forever. So, like, new guilds are protected because they're brand new and starting out. I get that. But then after you get to a mm -hmm. certain number of guild points, you're no longer protectable or you're no longer undeckable. Yeah, I could go along with that for sure. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. I. I just don't, I really hate the current system, as with a lot of things in this game, because it doesn't even make a lot of sense itself. I remember when I had, before I made a TBO, Frosty, you don't even know this, I don't think, I was the GM of a very, very small guild called Adapt. Uh, at our largest, we were like 40-something members, like 46, 48, and... There's a reason I don't know that. It's because now I know you killed a third guild. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <shit. laughs> um, so, and even when I was in that guild, and I, we didn't do Node Wars. Like, it was a super casual, like, we just kind of hang out and do whatever type thing. I, I couldn't even, like, really figure out how the undeckable system worked. I think I kind of figured it out. It's something like, if you're an undeckable guild, you basically get, like, one free deck and still retain your undeckable status. Uh, but you can only slap that on other undeckable guilds. If you deck a, a, uh, 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 like a guild that owns a node, a deckable guild, so to speak, then you become deckable yourself. It's a very strange system, and the rules seem almost arbitrary, honestly. Because... I have it. I have it down. I know exactly how it works. Like, exactly how it works. That, you're, like, close, but it's a little bit off. If you... If you don't have any decks, sorry, if you don't have a node, you can literally deck anybody. Doesn't matter. Right. If you have an offensive declaration out, then anybody can deck you, period. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's I, all it I is. don't think so, though, because I, I swear to God, whenever I was testing things out and I was helping people help me test things out in terms of how the guild decks work, it was like if I could deck, if I decked another undeckable guild, then I still retained my undeckable status for some reason. I mean, it might have been like that back then, but as far as long as I was GM a hex, so it didn't work that way. Uh, maybe they changed it at some yeah, point. They, but they like, might have changed it, but either way, like it's just so strange. The rules just like don't make a lot of sense, like a lot of other things in this game, and mm -hmm. I, I, it's very, very confusing. And I agree with Laven. Like I, I understand the necessity for it. And like Frosty was saying, like with his idea of having it be skill point based, guild skill point based, like you don't want new guilds getting griefed by like Black Rose or something. Like I, I can understand that. Of course, if they are, you know, if they're the ones throwing out the deck, then all the gloves come off. But, you know, I can, I can see that. But just the system as it is now is like so bad, like so objectively bad. But it hasn't been changed once and. 
Uh, or maybe it has been changed once, or maybe I'm stupid, but either way, like, I just, there, it's such simple shit that I just don't understand why it hasn't been fixed yet, and it, it bothers me a lot. I wish they'd just experiment, to be completely honest. That's a, there's just, I feel like Pearl of think, this is how obviously I feel, like, they are just gods sitting on throne that know just 200 IQ exactly what the fuck they want to do with this game and everybody else is just a shriveling snot-nosed idiot and has no idea you know like <laughs> and because like they just they could totally they could they, I feel like they don't take any advice from what the community wants and and they just throw shit out that doesn't make any sense. Wait. And I feel like they're just scared to experiment Dude, and what try are you new talking things. About? Everybody was begging for the wound system, and they gave it to us as soon as we <laughs> hey, asked for it. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> After they edited the wound system, I actually really like the state it's in right now. I'm I actually still really right now, it. yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I I like the wound system. Yeah, I like it. I actually think it's better with it mm -hmm. in its current state, where you're not screwed for ten minutes. You're only screwed for like a minute and a half. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah. It's great for if you're finding somebody that does want to run a DP, DP build, it's fantastic. Um, you, you have the option to cast your 100% and deny them HP. And then you can e-buff directly after you do that and have an easier chance of killing them. Like it, It's more variety and outplayability. I'm not saying that they've never done anything right, for sure. Um, I just think that... I mean, they, they don't mind experimenting with, you know, I don't know, making the game more uh, pay-to-win, whatever, however you personally describe pay-to-win is, which is a very personal thing. It's a subjective thing. Um, but they're not afraid to experiment with that at all. But yeah. they're like, I feel like they're super scared to experiment. Like, sure, let's go ahead and make it to where if you're positive karma and you die 10 times and you spawn somewhere else. Let's see what the community thinks, you know, or, or whatever. Just ask yeah. us. Some some I mean, of the things that suck with like these old systems, like the declaration system, is that I just feel like it's just not even on their mind anymore. Like they're actually maybe mm -hmm. they would be willing to change it. It's just they haven't even thought about it or considered it. It's just so far like I mean, people were complaining about it two years ago and eventually you just run out of like you're not gonna complain and now no one really talks about it. So it's not even a thing yeah. to consider, but because it seems like they only change stuff like I mean, they'll take feedback. You can definitely see they've like taken feedback sometimes, but it's only like on a critical mass like type scale, right? Where everyone's in agreement mm -hmm. on multiple servers across the world. Where it's like, uh, something like that. Like you submit a ticket, it's just they don't even know what you're talking about. Probably they're like, I don't even know what system you're referring to. Let me look into this for you, and then they never do. Right. So I I don't know stuff. Well, like that's that, a I'm, whole another issue. That's that. That harkens back to the sweeping chimneys to get 500 energy, energy. type shit where, like, the fucking mm -hmm. people running the game don't even play the fucking game. And it's like, I don't know. This yeah, is starting to I turn mean, into, a, like, a fuck PA, fuck account type thing, and we should probably get off well, of it. Well, that's definitely not the case. <laughs> yeah. We just care about I mean, it, I, you know? We just, we play the game every fucking day. <laughs> we love the game. Yeah. We just want to see it do well. Yeah. That's, all, what, that's what I always try to explain to people when, like, because I'm a very critical person. I'm also a very, like, I, I consider myself very real in that I look at things as they are, basically. So if I see negative shit, I'm going to call it out. If I see positive shit, I'll call that out too. But most of the time, I'm focusing on the negative because that's the shit that needs to change. Like, the positive things don't need to change, right? Like, 
You don't hear me complaining about, like, man, the combat sucks, like, we need to change the combat entirely, overhaul the system. Like, I'm not gonna talk about the, the combat, because the combat's fucking awesome, it's the best part of this game. What I will talk yeah, about is the I'm karma the system, the deck system, like, wars, which I'm glad that they've been changing wars a little bit. I still think they haven't quite figured it out yet, but they're getting somewhere, I don't know if it's the right place, but... Like, the things that people complain about, they're complaining about because that's the things that need to change, not necessarily because they hate the game. And that's especially an issue mm -hmm. that people need to realize on places like Reddit, where little, like, uh, mini Frosties run around on every post that suggests some sort of a change and go, Well, if you don't like the game, then don't put I'm joking, by the way, Frosty, that's not what you do. But that's well, what the White yeah. Knights on, on Reddit like to do. Well, I have to defend mm -hmm. myself and say the, the White Knights are the ones that are in scarce supply, not the complainers. I don't know what yeah, you're talking about. But they, the White Knights, they do exist. Well, they, yeah. You guys don't like your opinions? Challenge, dude. That's the problem with the complainers. <laughs> no, man. Yep. It's like, I I don't have an issue with you challenging my opinion, but I like I would like my opinion to be challenged with, like, a, another challenge, not just dismissed as complaints. Like, that's well, the most frustrating thing whenever you say, like, hey, this part of the game kind of sucks, it should be changed, and then you're met with, well, if you don't like it, then don't play it! It's like, oh, okay, then, Well, there I comes guess. a, see, for me, because I've definitely used a line like that before, but for me, it's it's more of, like, the, you've, you've hated this game for two years, so what are you doing? At some point, it becomes a you problem. Like, if you can't accept that this isn't going to change after two years, like, wh what are you doing? Not you, specifically. But, I'm just saying, again, like, people, there's think... people on there. No, but, like, there's, I mean, there's people that don't even play that are just sitting in the Reddit. Like, so that's kind of where... Oh, yeah, those people from. are weird. <laughs> and, and dude, like, you, I, you know, if you defend anything in this game, I'll tell you firsthand, you defend anything, you're just, like, you minus 17 points, bunch of downvotes, everyone says you're trash, people, like, talk shit about you personally, like, oh, I've seen you in-game, you're actually, a, you know, whatever. You know, whatever, it just... It's the same. The same goes both ways. <laughs> it's people say whatever they want to get th to to make their side seem more legit yeah. or believable. <clears throat> Literally anything, dude. At, and the funny thing is, and I've been joking about this, but I I'm actually serious when I say it. I used to think that the BDO Reddit was one of the most toxic Reddits I've I've ever been in, and then I went in the Division Two Reddit and the Anthem Reddit, and BDO Reddit is such a breath of fresh air in comparison. It's insane. <laughs> Really? It's that oh bad? Oh my god, it is toxic in there, dude. It is so toxic in these other Reddits. I can't even... It, it's insane. I've never well, seen anything like it. Reddit's a very toxic place in general, let's just be honest, but, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think that there's... I, I think that there's a line, right? That... In the middle somewhere where... I think most people sit, honestly. But the people that come out and talk about the game tend to be on... Ooh, guild pay. Oh, that's not a lot of money. Uh, the people who tend to come out and talk about these things, like, they tend to be on the extremes. So, right. I, I think true. that's... that's I, why I think most people... Yeah, I, I think most people are sitting somewhere in the middle. But I, I think that both sides... And it sounds like I'm talking about politics, and maybe you can draw a connection there, too, if you like. But I think both sides, white knights and complainers, need to take a step back and, and stop trying to, like, vilify the other side and, and try and right. take a step back and see, like, where they're coming from, right? Because I know that, like, as a complainer myself, and I do consider myself a complainer, like, 
I, I'm not complaining because I hate the game, and I know you know this, Frosty, but, you know, other people might not, you know, people on, on Reddit might not, when they see me comment about these things. I'm not complaining because I hate the game. I'm not complaining because I want the game to fail. Some people might, and those people are weirdos. Why are they on the Reddit if they don't like the game? But it's like, I, I'm, I'm complaining because here's this part of this game. This part of this game, in my opinion, sucks ass, and it should change. And so I'm going to keep talking about it until either A, it's acknowledged by, you know, the, the, the devs, or B, it's changed, because that's how you get things to change. But at the yeah. same time, there definitely are some people that take it too far, and that it doesn't come from a place of, I want this to change, it comes from a place of, like, you know, you see those guys on Reddit where it's like, uh, I haven't played the game for three months, uh, but on my opinion, it's like, okay, dude, your opinion doesn't matter. You quit the game three months ago. You see that too, like, you'll see one of those things that's like the, uh, the little conspiracy connection with removing SA and then the artisan surprise thing, right? You saw that? And yeah. on, on Reddit recently, which is so funny to me just because the artisan surprise thing has come back like every two weeks for the last seven months. But now it's like it's coming back because the that. But whatever. But then you see someone come in the game or come on Reddit and it's like, LOL, this is why I haven't played in three years. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's so random. <laughs> it's like, dude, can you imagine browsing a Reddit for a game you haven't played in three years? I just like, what a waste of time. I don't even dude, know. I know. Like, I, I still come across, like, occasionally I'll be browsing the front page of Reddit and I'll see a League of Legends post. And I'm like, holy shit, people still play that fucking game? It's like, I haven't thought about that game in years, dude. But, yeah, League uh... Is, League is, they had a finals yesterday. What are you talking about? I know, everybody was talking about it. Apparently TSM choked again. Glad to see that still happens. Wait. Jesus. Uh, Liquid won? Yeah, apparently. Spoiler alert, that's funny. I don't even watch League, but I just listen to the team names and root for him based on the I, uh, I used to watch way back in the day, and TSM was known for choking, so glad to see nothing's changed. Uh... <laughs> Anyway, we gotta we gotta get on. We're we're taking entirely too long on this. We're just we're 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 just we're right. we're we're very That's passionate. What podcasts are for though. Yeah, very... These are for. Yeah. All right. There's bef since we're in the theme of complaining, I just want to do one more. Let's just get this one complaint out. Um, we're now going on. We're about to be in ten months. We're like a week or two away. Where the it'll be the ten month anniversary of the sea areas coming out in Korea, the underwater grind spot. And I just want to say, we're going to hit a year. We're probably going to hit a year before we get them. And the new areas don't have... There's one NPC in every area, maybe two. There's no life-skilling stuff there. There's no new town associated with it. There's no new major city. There's no like real new quests outside of like daily grind quests or whatever. Why the hell is that taking an entire year to get to us? It's a little bit scary to be completely honest. Well, <laughs> because yeah, go ahead, Levin. Go, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Levin. I'll just it. saying it's a little bit. Thank <laughs> you. I'll just saying it's a little bit scary because, I mean, this game could do so well. Like it, it has the best combat in any MMO. Changed my mind. Yeah, it does. If it, if it, like it, it has such a robust and could be an amazing um, RP scene if they made things a little bit more immersive or added more scenes to that because of the graphics and, and the housing and things of that nature. It has everything it needs. What are they doing? There's no content. Like, it's starving. 
starving for content. And it's been so long. Like, what are they doing over there, honestly? So I have no idea. If I may, I'm going to put on my tinfoil fedora real quick. All right. Uh, I have said for years that the only time that this company, meaning Kakao slash Perlibus, I guess these companies, this team, decide to release content to the West is when their shit's on fire. So they hold, because you see it almost every time, not every time, granted, but almost every time that there's content released, there's new content being released to the West, it's directly after some big shit show that went on like okay. oh we added pay to win elements uh 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 here's uh here's camera oh uh people are upset because of uh this change that we made uh here's a new class like the it feels like and again this is my my tinfoil fedora it feels like a lot of the time they're literally just holding the content because shit might hit the fan and they gotta have something to quell the anger of the the player base honestly Okay. Well, if that theory is to hold true, then where's our C areas? Because Shadow Arena's gone, the hacker ban waves, the falsely banning people. Where's our C area? These people sacrificed themselves for us. I don't think I don't think that many people cared about Do... Shadow Arena. Okay. Did did that many people care about Shadow Arena? It's not even necessarily that. I mean, I don't yes, I do think a lot of people cared, but not it wasn't like a critical mass of people, but it still looked horrible how it's like, well, we can't deal with these hackers by Shadow Arena. It definitely was a bad look, coupled with the the falsely banned people. We're owed the C areas. That's what that's our deal. But see, you got a twenty day camel blessing, Frosty. That was your compensation. Dude. Yeah, and I'm using yeah. the shit out of it too. I got a duo Tungrad neck like two days ago, straight drop from <laughs> Histria. Um, no, like, and this was also something that we kind of skipped over earlier, but I guess we could talk about it now. I I'm unconvinced that the hackers were necessarily the reason that they closed Shadow Arena. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Honest to God, I think the main reason they closed it is because they realized, oh. We now have to balance two games, and we already suck at balancing one of them. See, like, this is, you dear God force, Almighty, force me to white knight, dude. This is <laughs> it's those it's those sentences that force me. I don't know how I I don't know how if you think about how difficult it is to balance sixteen completely different characters with completely different skill sets. I actually think it's remarkable how close the balance is, considering how difficult it is to balance something like this. Am I crazy, well, Laven? Am I crazy? Am I crazy with that sentence? Well, for saying that it's difficult. Well, for... saying that I actually think the balance it's... in its current state is actually remarkably good for how different every class is. Oh, and yeah, it's the best it's ever been. Oh, except for except off the podcast, for Warrior. <laughs> wait, what's wrong? Wait, what's wrong with Warrior in a good or a bad way? Uh, I think they're really, really strong right now. See, we need Laven on more. <laughs> Great, now Laven and Frosty are going to start a new podcast I mean, without me. <laughs> I'm not going to get on this tangent, but I'm I, I'm just saying, you know, some of the fastest. It's unprotected movement. It's also like some of the fastest movement in the game. 
can be instantly stopped. Half their, I'm not even going to say half. I'm going to be really careful with what I say here because I'm going <laughs> to, people are going to be lighting oh, up the comments. And this, I'm excited. And, and this is my class. Everybody, everybody's class is the most difficult and under like, uh, like worst mm -hmm. class in the game when you fucking talk to somebody. I swear yes, to God. Yeah. Calm like, down there, Frosty. Oh, <laughs> like, so it's like, um, I mean, they can cancel half their shit with, uh, with Q that gives them an amazing frontal guard and, okay, resistance to CC in the back. Shut the fuck up. That, that's, that is super armor in the back. Don't even get me started. <laughs> that is straight super armor in their back. And with just a greatsword, if Valkyries had that ability, we're like 360 degree block, fine. Wait, they do. Valk's fine. the same. Valk's Q block's the same. I know they do. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I get that because their shield is the size of you know, the Empire State <laughs> Building, a fucking battleship, you know, fine. <laughs> right, but, right. Like, You're saying, uh, warrior, yeah. It's okay. just a, a great sword. Right, right, right. Like, you should be unprotected in the back if you're holding Q as a warrior with how fast you can move, instant grapple, some of the, one of the best, best debuffs in the game, arranged CC as well. That does decent damage. Amazing damage on your full combo. Uh, uh, ground Slam, which is a super armor CC as well. I, I call with, it, with I call AOE. it Voltaic Pulse Mini now. Voltaic yeah, Pulse just, Mini. I, I don't want to get started on that, though, because that's not really what we're I talking about. I think you did, though. You already did. Small tangent. Yeah, I think it's Yeah, I think you're, it's right, a little you're right. I'm sorry! <laughs> the, whole, the, the only part you really lost me at was the whole the not having the protection on the back. Like, that, you could tell you, that's coming from a log jump player right there. Someone who likes to block <laughs> jump up. Oh, I wish... No, well, to be fair, I would love for them to remove the stiffen on log jump. I think they should do that. 110. Yeah, I, I oh, I think they should I would rework. love for them. I can't wait to oh, pitch no. you my idea for the reworked log jump. God, let's hear it. But we'll, let's go. We'll no, I want to hear. We'll get to okay. that eventually. Yeah, I, I oh, want to talk ahead. about. We, I, I want to talk about Warrior because I'm a, right. I'm an ex Warrior player. All right. And I I find it interesting okay. how, Laven, you you're saying. So do you think Warrior is the best one v one class in the game? No, uh, I think that they. I think they are god tier, and it's really difficult to say what is the best one v one tamer because I. <laughs> Tamer's amazing. Tamer's really great. They have an extended iframe. They have a trap that's an AOE. They have they they have an entire kit plus a fucking pet. So I understand that. But at the same time, they're squishy as absolute fuck. Um, so just to kind of depends on skill in most areas. I don't know. But the point what I was making is like they're definitely god tier, and I think that a a good warrior should be able to relative they should have the easiest time beating anybody in the game if that makes sense okay i do want to say also because i also hear the unprotected movement thing and i understand head chase is only an iframe when it's off cooldown but that run dash thing is not unprotected i don't know why warriors keep trying to convince people of that but you have frontal guard during that entire animation yeah and it's fast it's so fast. fast dude it's very fast and like mm -hmm. when i was casting bsl last night in the fight of the warrior versus archer in the middle of me talking about what he should do he just ended up killing him anyway but what i was trying to say was that he should have uh when you're fighting an archer 
like you don't want to take the chip damage when you're trying to get to him and solar flare is unprotected despite how quick it is at a class like archer that's constantly throwing out cc's the entire time you're coming at him you can actually get cc'd out of solar flare quite easily so what you should actually try to do is uh charging thrust into shield uh shield charge into a ground slam because that's forward forward both movement going forward uh forward guard that is and uh into a cc that is a super armor uh of course as i was saying that caster's curse he just ends up killing him anyway so he didn't even need the advice but, you know fuck me i guess but uh <laughs> yeah like they i think warriors undersell themselves a lot and that's what i want really wanted to talk about it's like warrior we're not we're not gonna get into the too much into the balance of warrior but man warrior's okay in 1v1s if you want to complain a little bit in large scale, I'll give you a little bit in large scale because I feel like the class is a little bit more restricted than it used to be. It's not as fun as it used to be. I'll give you a little bit of leeway on the complaining in large scale, but in 1v1 and small scale, man, Warrior is doing fantastic. I really don't get the complaining, honestly. Yeah, and I, I actually, I, no, no, I don't all. agree that, I mean, like, I don't feel like Warrior's busted, personally. I just think that it's really good, and I, I don't think that they deserve the uh the handicap that some other classes get for being bad, you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say busted, but I would absolutely say god tier. <laughs> That's without the a doubt. same thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, all right. So <laughs> I would say, well, there's other classes that are on the same tier, is what I'm saying. Like god tier, aka top tier. So sorry. So like. Yeah. Okay. So where yeah. where do you? All right. There's two classes. I'm kind of curious your opinion on here. One, the one you okay. play. Where where do you put ninja? How's ninja balance these days? Post, yeah, this is blade span. This is how we're that. gonna judge you. <laughs> top tier. Okay, so you still For think sure. it's top tier? And when you so one v one small scale top tier. What about in node war and siege? Node war, I'd say upper middle tier or lower top tier, depending on gear. Like it's really difficult because gear matters on how relevant your class is in large scale. Mm -hmm. The 50% BSR on our Katana Shower instantly, well, with the nerf on Blade Spin, we're like, okay, our large scale's pretty shit right now. We're like back to like day one ninja and large scale where like nobody's like, oh, you're a ninja? Get the fuck out of our guild. Like, you're useless. Right. Um, unless you have like God AP. Um, and then we had things like, you know, the Katana Shower. And then we were really good large scale for the most part. And then we got the blade spin nerf, and we're like, uh, we're kind of shit again. But then we got that fifty percent BSR katana shower, um, which CCs. For anybody who doesn't know what that does, it CCs. It's an AOE CC, um, which is really good. I think it has an unlimited. Um, I'd have to double check, but like an unlimited cap on how many people it can actually CC as well, which is pretty and it's crazy. Float right um, is the CC. Yes, it's a float. So, um, so. I'd say, yeah, we're either upper middle tier or lower top tier. Still dependent, still really dependent on AP, though, in large scale, because because we are still very unprotected. It, it's fantastic if we get a lot of CCs with Katana Shower and stuff. But um, if we want to do literally anything else, for the most part, in terms of damage, we're unprotected. So, I mean, sure, if you have enough AP, yeah, you can f fucking swing out a Serpents and maybe Shadow Stomp and kill, like, five people, which is awesome. But, I mean, you need, depending on the tier, you need, like, you know, 265, 269, you know, two, 270 AP for that. If you want to get away with shit like that. If you're, like, so maybe even 251, 
going into like tier twos or shit like or something, um, then you're really not gonna perform as well as other classes, which puts you like more mid tier, I'd say. Right. So large scale is very AP dependent. I could have summed that up a lot. <laughs> so if you're block sorry. jump, you're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, any ninja that's fucking high AP, of course they're going to frag out. Okay. Um and then where <laughs> Red Star Tofu Madam. Where do you feel Berserker is in in 1v1 small scale and large scale? Um It's a hard class because I would say Zerker and Tamer are like somewhat Tamer's becoming a little bit more understood now at least, so it's it's kinda changing. But I'd argue that Zerker's probably one of the hardest classes in the game to be top tier at. Um because they are like ridiculously unprotected. They they don't really have amazing damage until high AP as well. And they don't have like a Cl super clear role in large scale other than and we're talking about other than Q's buff obviously Q buff they're just terrifying for like 30 seconds but I would say they're like talking about the same skill I would say they're like upper mid tier to lower top tier in terms of uh 1v1 and small scale small scale actually actually in 1v1 small scale Actually, yeah, I would still say upper middle tier to lower lower uh, top tier. Large scale, um, I'd probably say like flat middle tier, maybe even bottom middle tier. Unless you, I need you, you and Rez are uh, both off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you and Frosty are no longer Why would friends. You, we're no longer friends, dude. Okay, well, would you, Zerker, you think they're busted or not something? Busted, or what? but Zerker has been right now. So Zerker, Zerker, Zerker has traumatized Frosty, and no, it has not traumatized to... me. He it's has not. been trying to pitch this idea of Zerker is the most busted class no. in the whole game for like two months now to me. First of all, it's really good in 1v1s, although I can see its weakness against Tamer, Ninja, and Sork specifically. I think those are really hard matchups for Zerker. And I do 100% accept <laughs> that Zerker is a really hard class to play and master and be good at. Like, bad Zerkers are obviously mm -hmm. bad, and they're really easy to kill on just about every class. But Right. In like the siege scene and node war, like hundred man node wars, the tiers have changed so dramatically in the last like six weeks. Like the most sought after class outside of Wiz Witch is good Zerker. Period. Like Zerkers frag out so hard compared to everyone else with and without Q buff now. Just because the CC on the cannon, without? yeah, because they sit in the back line now. Now they like kind of. Like, a, a lot of the Zerkers and Black Rose just kind of understand that their role. So you move with the main ball, but you stay in the back, and you have a couple people protecting you. So if people do engage you, it's more like small-scale fights back there. And then when your Q buff is up, which in Siege is up almost every single engagement, because a 60-second death timer. True. So every time true, they're true. up, even when you kill and win a fight, 60 seconds later, your Q buff lasted 30 seconds. The cooldown's already begun. 60 seconds later, they're up. And then you're basically able to Q-buff again. No, I completely understand. I was talking more without Q-buff. With Q-buff, in terms of large scale, I, do, I, didn't, I guess I didn't take the, the time into consideration that pretty much it's always up because of how long large scale lasts. So yeah, right. you're right. I mean, I can totally... I, the amount that it CCs too is ridiculous. Like, if I get knocked back 
even three times in a Q buff spam on me. Are you kidding me? Uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> with that much damage, and I'm getting knocked back three times, four times, like, holy... It's already been <laughs> nerfed! What do you want? Oh my god, dude. I mean, wait, how was it nerfed? Like, what, like, uh... It supposedly the removed knockdown off of Flame Buster on cooldown, but it, I don't even notice a change, dude. It still bounces me over and over and over again, so I have no idea what yeah, that change Yeah, because they wait, didn't yeah. remove... We were all watching the... Me and Inflict, right? They're fucking <laughs> idiots, and they didn't remove the down smash. They only removed the knockdown on, while it's on cooldown. So yeah, and that down smash is gonna land if you're shooting but, people nine yeah. times in the span of what two seconds. What is the flame buster cooldown? Flame buster? Well, no, it's not flame buster cooldown. It's the ancient power cooldown, which is oh god, I don't even know. Let me check. I think it's like eleven seconds or something. I want to say. So yeah, over the course of their Q buff, it comes off cooldown three times, basically. Uh, yeah, with down smashes just being, you know, peppered yeah. in there. It's crazy. Hey, it's only like yeah, a 30% chance. All right, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I know a 30% chance, except once you get knocked down that one time, you're hit with it three times. So 30% chance three times in a row. It's uh, like going so for let's try. See here. So Ancient Power has a 13 second cooldown. Yeah, so it's just. I, I don't have a problem with Zerker. It's just, I. I can't listen to Zerkers anymore to say they're not good in large scales. I just start laughing. Large scale. It, yeah, it's great. It's like Warriors mm -hmm. saying they're not good in 1v1s. It would, it's the same feeling I'd get. How many, I, how no, many I Zerkers I, say I that Zerkers are bad in large scale now, though? I don't Dude, think there's that many. Any Zerker that doesn't say they're not... Actually, there's not... I mean, I don't know a single Zerker besides you, Reslar, that doesn't even... That doesn't think they're top tier. Like, Yed, Oak, Zune, Choice, Grab, they all think Zerker is, like, the absolute best in large scale. I, you're the I, only one that I've ever met. Above Witch and Wizard? I no, refuse to you know, believe obviously, that. Obviously, PA is a whole nother beast. But but That's you remove different. PA, yeah, yeah. you know, Utility. Like then, then you're talking about something completely If you different. remove PA, then there's an argument to be had. If you're saying... If you're saying I, all I the said, I clarified early Witch on. and Wizard. I clarified early on, but you know how hard it is to get a guild full of 100 Wiz, Wiz and Witch? Yeah, but yes. here's my thing. Here's here's what I'll say. If you're saying that the best top tier like siege classes, excluding the witch and wizard, because mm -hmm. obviously one and two, yeah, then I think there's definitely an argument to be made for berserker. Right. I don't think that it's de facto that they're number one. I think you could make an argument for it and a very I, strong argument at that. But I don't. I don't think it could be argued anymore. I think he, I think there's still an argument to be made, man. That there's I mean, other who, classes. Like, what, what class? What class has Archer, more utility? Dude. Maybe Archer. Ar Archer still mm. needs time to develop, though, and for people to show that it's like great, right? So that actually yeah, may be and possible. The fact that they're still so early on in learning about Archer and it's performing as well as it is in large scale mm -hmm. is like really telling, honestly. Yeah. No, that that for yeah. sure could. But that would still. It's still a few weeks away, and I don't know why. For some reason, Archer doesn't seem. That popular, similar to Zerker, I guess, but I don't know why. I don't run in archers that much. I don't either. I think it's because a lot of them get discouraged um, in PvP while they're leveling up. Because me personally, you know, I know that I'm like, I, I'm just an average PvP or at like grind spots or some bullshit like that. You just, I'm like, you're basically average player. So like when I run, and I don't, and obviously I'm a ninja, but I don't really have, I have never really had. A difficult time with an archer 
at any grind spot. And I don't think, I haven't really heard of anybody really having a difficult time with an archer at a grind spot. So just, they just get discouraged and they don't reach that like end game or end skill point or like uh, anywhere near the skill ceiling, except for obviously a few. Let me introduce you to my friend, Cinny. <laughs> oh, I always, I'm so down. I'm so down to fight like good archers. Two, um, hello, 281 to... AP archer, that dude. Okay, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's different. Like, I understand if I'm getting killed in like a CC, fine, whatever. Yeah. Um, but they have to like get that CC. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of balance, let's talk about ninja. We that's the class that we haven't really touched on a lot. So first and foremost, let me pitch you my idea of the new log jump, Laven. I want to pitch you this idea. <laughs> okay. So first of all, all right. let me let me let me explain to you one thing first and foremost. I I think ninja is okay mm -hmm. right now. I I think since the removal of the CC on blade spin, they're they're fine. I still complain about them when I die to them, but that comes from the heart and not from my brain. Uh, I got you. So, I think they're okay. That being said, uh, Log Jump is one of the most infuriating skills in this entire game to have to play against. And it's not even mm -hmm. necessarily the CC that bothers me, although that is annoying at times. Uh, what I truly hate about Log Jump is the fact that you you pop it right and you basically get like a second and a half to decide like what you want to do in this situation and to me as a berserker and even as when i was a warrior it was the same thing that ability to just sit there and then choose do i want to pop up and instantly grapple do i want to disengage like what do i what do i want to do that is the most infuriating thing in the entire world so my pitch for the new log jump is I think, and I've said this for a good couple months now, I think that log jump should just be basically an insta cast. It instantly it happens. You don't. You no longer do you get to sit completely out of the fight iframe for a second, two seconds, whatever it is. You pop it, and then it pops you. It still CCs. That's fine. I have no issue with the CC, although it is annoying at times. You you pop it. The CC goes off. You instantly appear behind them, and then you can go in the grapple or not. And what I think, in that opinion, what that makes it do is it makes it much more skill-based than sitting there for a second to two seconds deciding what you want to do and then lining up the log jump on whoever's nearby while they're trying to run away for their life or else they'll die. Very much becomes more of a you gotta land it or it's useless, basically, type deal. That's interesting. Um, I would actually argue that that's a buff. Really? And you, yeah, yeah. I um for a few separate reasons. I think that you would run into a lot more problems because let's say you're playing. Uh, I don't want to talk. Okay, sure. We'll use warrior. Let's say you're playing warrior. Um, and you notice that a ninja has the ninja strength in the blood jump, and this is obviously my opinion. And I'm not even uh, my opinion. Like, there's always different sides to this and i'm not even the most i'm by far not the most knowledgeable ninja at all but um in my opinion the strength and block jump is getting it off as fast and um as possible and uh and unpredicted that is where the strength and block jump lies is um how how fast you can do it and unpredicted you can do it is where the strength is so if you're forcing people to do it as fast like fast as fuck and pretty much unpredicted for the most part well, you've just 
helped the ninjas who are poor at casting it and doing that. Um, because like, let's say you're a warrior and you notice a ninja's blood jumped and he's sitting in it. Okay, um, hold Q. And then the second you see the ninja get out of blood jump, I frame. And then you can counter CC immediately. When I fight good warriors, that's what they do. And uh, very obviously, um, there's always things like ping or, 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 or resist or stuff that you can you know, throw in there to try to wedge my argument. But when I fight good warriors and I take a time and block jump for whatever reason, um, I always, they always either get out of range immediately from wherever the fight was so I can't block jump on them, or they hold Q and they wait. And if I do, in a very bad decision, decide to say fuck it and block jump on them after they know I'm in block jump, they literally just instantly iframe and then they um, uh, CC as soon as I come out of it because it's unprotected. And then they can get like a grab or, or whatever. And I'm fucked. So, because um, like knock or Nightmare is the same thing with Sork because they can sit in Nightmare and come out of it. And they can sit in it for as long as they want. And be yeah, safe. but it's my issue—it's not quite the same because so sword and DK have similar well, abilities, but there's no grapple that they can instantly combo into. That's my counter argument for those two. But so hard CC directly coming out of Blotch Jump is uh, what makes Blotch Jump better than like Nightmare. I think and everything. the grapple specifically, right? Because grapple is the mm -hmm. strongest. You can't say otherwise. Although I, I suppose you could make an argument for Suck, but I don't think it's true. Uh, grapple is the strongest CC in the game. If it, no, for sure. And for the sure. fact that it's you, you basically have the ability well, to, vacuum, to grapple. Actually. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's an argument to be made for vacuum, but let's just yeah. go with grapple yeah. because vacuum is a whole okay. other thing entirely. Uh, mm -hmm. You're right. The grapple is so strong. The fact that they get to instantly appear behind you and then ch like chain that into the strongest CC in the entire game is, I mean, a little ridiculous. And to clarify, I, I don't particularly have an issue with people that land the block jump, I have more of an issue with the people that I feel like if it was made an instant cast and they had to be aiming it perfectly whenever they casted it instead of sitting in it, that that if they landed it on me, I'm like, okay, they landed it and that's fine. You know, like they, they actually landed the skill instead of they sat in it for two seconds, were able to, you know, just kind of like watch me from a safe space, not having to panic, not having to be like, oh shit, you know, what are they doing in this moment? They literally got to sit there for like mm -hmm. a second and a half, two seconds and be like, ah, okay, now I really, that part bugs me specifically as a class where all I do is go for grabs and I'm constantly having to worry about. What is the enemy doing? What are, like what are what are they doing? What situation do I need to be grabbing in? I'm always having to pay attention to what the opponent's doing whenever I'm going in for a grapple, because if I don't, I might get cc'd. I might get bursted. You know who knows what might happen. It's especially difficult right. against classes like, for instance, sort. Like one of the most annoying things that I used to do, and I see like newer circuit players do all the time, is a sort's charging up the Grim Reaper's judgment, and they just think, oh, I'm just gonna run up there and grab him. <laughs> never no. works never works no. like that dude you run up you think i'm gonna run up and grab to him the second you get close enough to him with that lava piercer and you go for that grapple they just iframe behind you they get that grim reaper's judgment off even if it doesn't cc you it's taken a good fucking chunk of your health so it, it's like sure. mm -hmm. the ability to just not have to worry about oh man what's gonna happen if i you know if i don't lay in this grapple or what's gonna happen if you know, you know, I have to time this perfectly, this grapple perfectly, because there's going to be 
dire consequences. Like, I, I feel like there's not that panic there. But, I, again, I don't play ninjas, so I can't really get into their headspace. But that's just, as an outsider mm -hmm. looking in, I'm like, that, that part really bothers me. It's not necessarily block jump itself. It's more the fact that it, it allows an easy combo into what I would argue is probably the easiest grapple in the game, honestly. I, I need to make two quick points. One, please, can we never, ever, ever, ever compare Nightmare to Block Jump? Because the speed, the <laughs> slow speed in Nightmare, it's just not comparable. You, you can't. You have two, you can actually see the start of the animation of Nightmare and react to it with a skill and CC them out of it before they go completely invisible. Like, that's not, that's mm -hmm. really hard to do. You can do, with Block Jump, you can see the animation and CC them coming out of it, but not going into it if you saw it and you weren't already using a skill, you know what I mean? Well, absolutely. Yeah. I was but, just uh, talking about the, <laughs> I, like the being right, disappeared. Right. Part yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's the other thing is I, I don't have any problem with ninjas and kunos being able to make a decision on whether they want to appear behind you next to you away from you and having a couple seconds. Cause it's only really, it's not even as long as nightmare. I think it's only 2.5 seconds. You can stay in block jump. Or three seconds or something. Nightmare is four full seconds, and you can move. But um, I just, I'm with you, Laven, what you said earlier in the podcast. I, I just wish the stiffen was removed because I, mm -hmm. I think that the game, the way like desync works and bugginess works, there's just too many instances where a character will teleport, dash, or flash away, or iframe away, and even though they're nowhere near where the block jump comes out because it has stiffen, they get stiffen. And like that, just yeah. if the stiffen wasn't there, it, you wouldn't get those lucky ones. You would just get the skilled ones where exactly. the block jump lands behind someone and then they grabbed you in time because they were just faster than you, you know? Exactly. Yep. Exactly. I agree. That's why, I'm, that's why I think the if you take away um uh Rizlar, the like how long you can stay in block jump they wouldn't nerf ninjas at all because they would still use it as an iframe because our pre-awaken grab um it used to be an iframe and sometimes i would even cast my pre-awaken grab like for example if i was going about to get hit by a source grim reaper i would actually just cast my grab um even though i wasn't anywhere near them but within range of their Grim Reaper, just cast it immediately, and then I would iframe that slash, and then I would go in on them, and that would confuse the fuck out of them because I'd I'd just be standing right there and it just phase right through me, like it just materialized through me, um, and that's exactly what would uh, what the new blood jump um, you propose would be. We would still iframe shit, and we would probably iframe as soon as we got out of it again, um, a good ninja that is obviously, so it wouldn't nerf good ninjas at all. But see, but that's and that's, that's my point though. Like, that's exactly my point. I don't mind being like block jumped or whatever by good ninjas. I don't like the bad ninjas mm. that are get away with shit for free. Like you guys are saying, like landing a lucky stiffen if you're you know, which that yeah. more often is attributed to desync, like Frosty was saying. But it, I feel like bad ninjas also benefit from being able to just chill for that like second and a half or whatever it is, and be able to just make a decision that. I mean, oftentimes results in an instant grapple. Again, I really think block jump into grapple is literally the easiest grapple to land in this game, in all honesty. But, it, I don't know. Again, I have no issue with, like, 
Even if it does result in a small buff to good ninjas, my issue was never with good ninjas in the first place. If you're, if well, like you were saying, you're what you do is you go for the insta grapple, block jump into the insta, you know, uh, nothing personal kid appear behind you and grapple. I I've never had an right. issue with that. I find it annoying how they sit completely protected, able to make just the most like calm decision of their life, whether they want to instantly grapple somebody or just completely disengage and scurry away invisible. That's but what I hate. I think Laven though was saying that it'd be the opposite. It wouldn't affect good ninjas, it would only buff the bad ninja. Because right now if a bad ninja does it and they don't know how to block jump really quickly, you see the block jump, you, you know can what just they're move doing. out of the way on any class. Yeah. There's not a class in the game that can't just move away yeah. from a bad ninja's block jump. But if you made it instant, you don't have that chance to move away anymore. Or you have less of it, much exactly. less of a chance. It but they have to they exactly have that. to hit it the second they're using it. That's what I'm saying. Oh, that's easy. I mean, anybody can do that, honestly. If it's a tap target thing, you just have to look at the... It's almost even easier. Because um, the second... Okay, the second that my ridicule turns red, boom, blotcha! Instantly. I don't have to, like, you know, think about it. Or or, or if they mess it up, like, they could... Oh, if they, like... Because um, sometimes people are like, wait a second. Or it, it would just be a buff to bad ninjas completely. Um for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, my only thing is, like, I just don't... Like, on Zerker, you guys have a lot of, like, nice movement. You only have to move a little bit. The reticle range is so low, so if you see the block, like, you you can just move. All of our movement, aside from Cannon Jump or Lava Piercer, is unprotected. You don't, Yeah, but you don't need protected, because they can't... Like, if you see them block jump, you have a moment where you can decide to get out. Yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I don't. I guess if your internet is not good, you have no time at all whatsoever. But, um, See, yeah, I, don't Frosty, know. I think like the Frosty tries. Thing would help. Frosty tries to look at things. Even I, <laughs> you wouldn't know this, but I have literally the world's worst internet at this fucking house. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> and so every opinion I come with, Frosty says like, "Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense." And then he has to kind of put things with my internet in mind, and he goes. Uh, actually, I guess that kind of <laughs> yeah. Makes he's sense. getting punished by block jump so much, dude. It's probably awful. Yeah, I could see that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just think even even then, because the grapple is still like you could resist the grapple, or if you're far away, the grapple is a lot harder to land than the AOE stiffen. So I think you would be saved a lot more often than you think if the stiffen was. removed. I, I I wouldn't mind the stiffen being removed as well. There is a lot of times where I'm like, wait, what? how did that just stiffen me? And then <laughs> yeah. they teleport behind me like five miles away, and I'm like, wait, what is ha what, how did, what is occurring? Yeah, you're like, like... That does happen mm -hmm. quite frequently, in all honesty, but yeah, I, I don't know. I did, just that ability, that combination, just something about it, at this point, I don't care what... That's the only thing that I really, I really despise about that class, honestly. In and for the record, for the I record, Laven, I never had an issue with uh, with blade spin. I wasn't like the. I thought the. I I was. I never really had that much of an issue with it. Frosty really did. Frosty also, hated that fucking ability. For the record, blade spin was the the worst thing in the whole world. Laven, <laughs> do you feel bad? Do you feel like Kunos needed to lose the stiffen on tendon cutter? You think that was a. No. I think I gave their class, it separated their class from Ninja and made it a completely different class. Like, if you wanted to be really good at large scale, um, then you would more than likely choose Kuno 
And if you wanted to be a better duelist, and of course this is always interchangeable, you'd maybe go more ninja. Well, well, Kuno's a lot more of like spatial movement, and then ninja's a lot more linear movement, right, in right. my opinion. Um, but no, I, I don't think that that stiffen needed to be removed on Tenant Cutter. I think it was, I think it was cool they had a trap ability. I think it was cool that, you know, I mean, it is cool that it was such a big AoE because it helped him in large scale. You know, I, I don't know. I didn't seem too broken to me. Maybe the what they could have done was maybe just raise the right. cooldown on it because it's an iframe. I, <laughs> yeah. I no, no, no. It was a super positive. armor. Super armor. You could still take full damage in it. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, okay. Well, if, if, well, if it's stiffened, you really wouldn't want to right. go in. Um, yeah. Th this is my thing but, with a yeah. lot of the changes, like the CC removal, especially because for a long time they kept you know, protected CCs in pre-awakening. They left that stuff alone. And then now they're going through and removing mm. all that as well. But a lot of these, like when I really think about it, and they, gave they just one the needed a longer cooldown. <laughs> honestly, like Twisted yeah. Collision, they removed yeah. Frontal Guard from Twisted Collision on Mystic, which I totally understand because it was really, really strong. But but it was really it was. strong because it was a four second cooldown. So like, just make it a fifteen second cooldown, and then they only have frontal guard for one quick skill once every fifteen seconds, and then it's not really a huge deal. You know, like now mm. without it, I don't know. It's like, I mean, I don't. I can't complain for mystics. I know everyone hates mystic, but it's it's such a weird thing because mystic lost it because of the sea burial cancel, and striker still has frontal guard on their twisted collision. It's insane to me. I don't get yeah, which, it. Levin, I'd like to throw pitch number two at you. I come up with pitches all the time. Uh, whenever they first removed the protection on uh, Twisted Collision for Mystic, I actually, I've been a long time uh, proponent of the uh, Nerf Striker camp. And uh, I always okay. thought after that change, I was like, why don't they remove the super armor from Striker's Mass Destruction? That way it actually results in Mystic and Striker playing a lot differently in their pre-awakening. Is mass destruction the one where they punch? The no, no, it's the one where they it's do the slide and then the stun. Oh, okay, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. those are the two abilities that Mystic and Striker had in common that they use a lot because they were both protected and they CC'd. They removed the protection from Twisted Collision on Mystic, but not on Striker. And in my head, I'm like, well, Striker, like, I, I truly do believe something needs to change about that class in one v one. That class is oppressive as hell on one v ones. And I think a nerf to mass destruction, like whether it be the CC or the protection on it, would make sense because it a having both of those abilities be both protected and CC doesn't make a lot of sense, and it would make it different from Mystic. It would actually make them two very very different uh, classes in their pre awakening kits more so than they already are. I understand there's a little bit of differences in the classes and the pre awakenings, but it would it would further the changes between the two, you know. Mm -hmm. No, I understand. Um, the th couple things that I guess I would say about those two classes would be, or at least problems that I've run into personally with PvP and those classes and, and what irks me about them, I guess. And I and this isn't like, oh, I demand these changes or like, oh, this is busted. Just like literally personal things that that um that get me. And I, I still work around, but you know, just that get me. Um, just so nobody thinks I'm like, making these wild accusations or something. Uh, I would say, I think that the range on strikers CCs are a little bit ludicrous. Like their upper the the uppercut that they have. I 
Well, yeah, sorry. Um, the the I swear I'll be grinding at like trees, and if a striker casts that at Fogan, I'll get CC. <laughs> like I swear to God, I swear to God, like that is the range on some of those CCs are insane, because it, it doesn't allow you to mo- to like um to go in for an attack and escape at all. Like uh, you go in, and they have a huge buffer zone. To, they could basically get to play in slow motion because, like, even if they're slow to react on something, the AOEs on their abilities make up for their slow reaction time. I'm not saying strikers have slow reaction time. I'm saying they have that buffer. You know, they have that safety, right. I guess. Um, and then um, on Mystic's spiral, the the spiral where they dash at you, that's... Um, spiral what's that torpedo. called? Uh so yeah, spiral torpedoes. Sorry, I'm a little bit iffy on on. I'm a much more visual person when it comes to um, abilities, mostly because I've never played any other yeah, classes. See, really. we're, just me fought, and Frosty are both rollathons, so we we know a lot of abilities. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm super visual. Like I see it, I know exactly what it does. I mean, maybe even cooldowns, but like names, I'm still kind of learning. Um, but uh, that, I think that just needs to be either one or two things need to happen with that, and that is. Please, they say it's unprotected or has like a front. Wait, is it unprotected it or has a frontal guard? What's up? Okay, bullshit. <laughs> I swear to God, I I've definitely caught some mystics in it for sure. I mean, it's definitely unprotected. I okay, yes, I've caught some mystics, sure. But I swear, if I cast an unprotected ability, um, and while a mystic's casting that ability, they win almost like ninety nine yeah. percent of the time. And I think it's because well, of the it's, hitbox. It's, um, the hitbox is it's two, insane. It's two things. So I was testing it. this actually with a friend. So it's the hitbox is one. So if they're if the skill touches mm-hmm. you before your skill touches them, obviously you lose that trade, right? But the other thing is if right. your hitboxes touch at the exact same time, if I cast Spiral Torpedo first, you lose. You lose that trade. So if all <laughs> things are completely identical and the CCs hit each other at the exact same time. So I was testing this with another Mystic for a little while. Where we would spiral torpedo at each other, right. and the rule was almost ne- like ninety nine percent of the time, it was whoever cast the spiral first wins the trade. The other person gets CC'd. So if you're reacting to spiral with an unprotected CC, and you guys hit each other with CC at the same time, you you just lose that trade straight up. Yeah, and and that really hurts classes um, that don't have protected CCs um, a lot. Sure. So. My biggest, if you're fighting, my a biggest issue with spiral torpedo slash spiral cannon on striker is the fact that even when you s block it, it doesn't matter. It yeah, because it just goes guard. right yeah, through, that's my hits other you in the back, and CCs you anyway. Which, by the way, I thought CCs were only supposed to be on the first set of abilities. Apparently, we don't follow those rules anymore. It's like it's so mm-hmm. frustrating to be like, okay, here comes a CC. I'm gonna frontal guard it. Oh, I got CC'd anyway because I got outplayed? Question mark. Like, well, no, you didn't get out. To, yeah. to clarify, it, it is still on the first hit of abilities, but the rule is on the... So, the first, like, couple weeks when that happened, do you remember, like, tamers were complaining because the trap no longer CC'd anyone? Because it was literally the first hit. Mm. But somewhere along the lines, they ninja changed it to where now it's the first time you are hit with the ability. That's the only time it can CC you. So, if multiple hits of spiral mm. hit you, only the first one had a chance to CC you. So at any point in the animation, it can CC you 
the first time you're hit by it, if that makes sense. I hope I'm, I'm explaining that right. But it actually was... Yeah, like a clear hit. Yeah, it actually was hit. horrible. Rem- like, I don't know. Tamers, like, the tamer forms were just like, wait, I can't CC anybody. Like, they would use the tamer trap. Yeah, you just, just literally wait. wait, and then you could walk through the tamer trap unscathed. And somewhere that changed. I don't remember exactly when it was, but now it's like, wait, the tamer trap CCs you anytime now. And they never even put that in the patch. And, and I'm fine with I, that I change, I, yeah. personally. I don't have an I issue... Mean, well, I mean, I know I'm playing Mystic right now, but even like when I'm on Sork, I don't have an issue with the Spiral Torpedo or the the Spiral Cannon, just because you can. It has a really yeah, it's, it's hella telegraph. You can react. It's super to it, telegraph like, pretty well. Mm-hmm. No, I mean it would be. I I really actually don't really have problems with Mystics. The only thing that I have uh, my true problems with Mystics, I think I still think Spiral Tornado should. I think that if you're frontal guarding, you should st- it should stop the mystics in front of you, and they should keep slapping yeah. your frontal guard. Uh, um, because that would just be consistency. I mean, do I have a problem with it? Like, no, it's not that difficult to to get around that ability. But I'm saying that change would be nice for you iframe spamming motherfuckers to just be like, oh, press this one button and iframe out of the way real quick. Don't have to be CC. He's a ninja, and even he's complaining about it. So I don't know what I don't know what. Yeah, I mean, you could super armor move. I can't. Again, there's only two abilities that we have that are protected movements. Doesn't matter. Like it's such a long cooldown, and and or it's a it's a short cooldown. You can do like. You can react to Spiral. No Zerkers complain about Spiral. You, I, you can. You can react to it. No, no, I, I'm not complaining about it You whatsoever. can absolutely react it to it, to it. you're consistent. right. But I'm just saying that I, I agree with Laven. I feel like if I'm frontal guarding it, then that's a decision that should result in me not being CC'd because I'm using my protection that was given to me. It doesn't make sense that I use my protection that was given to me and then I get CC'd anyway because fuck me. Like, that well, just doesn't make but sense because in my you, mind. you used a frontal guard and any time you use a frontal guard on something that, like, I don't hear people complaining about, do you want Violation also to lose, or to have Collision on Sora? Because the exact same rules. No, it'll just pass right through you, ignore your Frontal Guard and CC you if you're just blocking. The only time I get Violation is when I'm on the ground, so I just assumed that it was like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's because it's unsafe. It's super unsafe (laughs) to use. And the same thing is with Spiral Torpedo. It's like a calculated risk. You have to, whenever you use it, you have to know you're going into it and it's risky because... You can just be CC. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's. I wouldn't say it's a redeeming quality, or or even something and, that's substantial to Mystic. Just something that would be more. Con- it would have more consistency among the game if it were also um, tweaked. Is what I'm saying. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'm ninety percent sure Spiral Cannon doesn't ignore, uh, collision. Spiral Cannon actually does have collision unless you're on the ground. The Striker one. No. I That's interesting. I, That's right. I, here, I'm gonna, here, I'll tell you right now. Because this the Mystic one specifically states in the skill that it, it ignores collision. And the Striker one doesn't. And I'm 90% sure Strikers, that was one of their complaints with it. Because the Striker version, before the CC changes, had Frontal Guard. So if we did it into each other, like, they lose. Or if they use it into something, like, because it's only Frontal Guard, they'd still get CC'd out of it. Hmm. Hold on, let me well, let me look. I, I'm pretty sure theirs does have collision. You can't pass through a, a target with it, unless you, like, go through the side or something. But let me let me just make sure. 
my o- my only true problem with Mystic cause, um, would be Vacuum, and that's it. I mean, I, I can't really imagine um, really anything else bothering me about the class at all, other than other than Vacuum. And the only reason why the CC limit. Yeah, I, that's exactly why. Um, well, there's kind of two reasons. I think it's kind of insane that it goes through iframes. It's like I how. Like it not only does it make stuff super buggy, like when uh you try to iframe it. Like if if it just trapped you if you're iframed, okay, like sure, fine. It goes through iframes, whatever. But like it makes them extremely buggy and it like just absolutely just fucks you over if you try to iframe it a majority of the time, unless you're just maybe have like insane internet or some shit like that. Um and then the fact that it doesn't count towards a CC limit is crazy considering like let's say a mystic does uh their entire combo with you on you and then they hit you with that like mini gravedigger that they have that puts all those debuffs on you and then while you have all those debuffs on you sure go ahead and try to get away they're going to cast a vacuum right away to keep you there and then congratulations they can do an entire other combo on you now um immediately after you just got comboed and you couldn't get away because of vacuum and a slow like that's pretty crazy. But again, uh, none, nothing that I'm saying is like, it's broken, fix it now, it's insane. These are just like tiny little changes or like little thoughts that I think could should be addressed at least officially or something just so there can be slightly more consistency and small tweaks are always better for like, you know, more understanding or like balance, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, yeah. My only complaint with vacuums is that it doesn't count towards the CC limit. It's, I I don't understand why we implement these rules, or I say we, Perlibus implements these rules, and then they just say, ah, uh, except for this one. This one, it doesn't follow any of the rules. Like, I, and <laughs> it's not Mystic alone that does that. I mean, the Valk suck does the same thing, doesn't follow the rules. And there's other aspects of this game that don't follow the rules either. For instance, the uh, Zerker... Uh, three grapple desync. Like, it. There's just certain things that don't follow the rules, and PA seems to be completely okay with certain things just not following the rules. And it's like, well, then why the fuck did we implement these dumbass rules in the first place? Like, what's the point of following these or implementing all these new rules and making everybody change their playstyles? And then like half of the shit, you're just like, eh, we don't really care about it. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm, I'm saying. Just consistency, you on this. so it'd be like easier. The, the, the problem is the <laughs> what, problem. Like keep, the well, problem like, with more, if you want to shocker, the person with the suck doesn't think the suck well, should count towards the CC. I limit. have two sucks, and they both work different ways. So I'm with you, like on the consistency thing. But the the reason why the iframe mm-hmm. thing, like one of the reasons why I think that the iframe no doesn't work in like a Valkyrie vacuum or the. Uh, the mystic one is because when it does, like sorks, literally don't use black hole anymore in large scale. It's just not a thing. You lock black hole now that you can go through and actually lock it. You lock black hole and you use grim reaper judgment. There's not a single class in the game mm-hmm. now with the way movement works and the C and everything that you can't just walk right out of black hole. And if the same was true for the vacuum on mystic, it, it would be useless. Like and the other thing. If you're going to add it to a CC limit, then the player needs to actually be CC. You shouldn't be able to use any skills or move or anything at all. You can't use your skill. Your skill, your character should be completely debilitated if it's going to count towards the 
to CC limit. In its current state, you can use skills. You can wait until it ends, and then you can get out. And what good a lot of good players do that I find, because the Mystic is CC'd during it as well. I can't use any other skills. You can't cancel it. You can't get out of it. And right. it doesn't CC you mm -hmm. at the end of it. It it doesn't. It it's just it's just a super armor, and you're you're stuck in the vacuum. You both are basically stuck together. Sort of like puts you guys together. Mm -hmm. A lot of players will do like let's say I'll just give a couple of examples. If I'm against a Zerker, I, I just get grabbed. I, I actually don't like to use it against good Zerkers. But if I use it against uh, a Mewa, they'll nuke me in the face and save their dash until the end of the animation. So they'll use one hard-hitting skill or a slow right in my face at the start of the vacuum, and then at the end of the vacuum, they'll dash out. And the Sork, same thing. If a Sork can, he'll use, they'll use like Engulfing Shadow and Shadow Ignition right in my face, and then at the end of it, they'll iframe out. Or a ninja will serpent ascension right in my face, like just some high damage skill that casts quickly, or blade spin, or whatever, and then at the mm -hmm. end of it they'll go step out. So, like I actually try not to, especially in one v ones. In large scale, it's a lot more effective, but in one v ones, like the vacuum is just is like an emergency. If they're down to one percent health or five percent health, and you think you can get them with one like big nuke at the end, try to see burial after the vacuum or something like that's. That's all you can really use it for. Otherwise, it's a huge risk. If you're both at full health, I'm going to lose that trait with a Mewa. Like, I I just have nightmares of, like, uh, fighting Nude in history. And I, I don't know how good Nude is, but when we fight, any time I vacuum him, dude, he just blows me up. I am basically sacrificing 50% of my health to cast a vacuum on him. So, I, I don't know. But, yes, I, I see if, that. No, I'm no, fine I see your with point. the CC, like add it to the CC limit. But if they do that, then you guys actually have to be CC'd. You shouldn't be allowed to use skills when you're in a vacuum. No, yeah, I think that's absolutely fine. And I usually, whenever I do get vacuumed, it's usually at the end of a combo when I'm still on my back. So I guess I could serpents. Yeah, yeah, like yeah in front of their face. It's a good ender um, for sure. But I can't imagine me doing that much. Yeah, I, I couldn't imagine doing that much damage. And then if I do want to like try to leave right away. Again, remember I have that slow on me and they usually have their grapple up by the time the vacuum's done as well. And the Mystic Grapple is yeah, the, super strong. It is. Or because we're in such close range, their Spiral Torpedo is hella good too. And with such close range. Um, but again, I mean, we're... This, P, this is PvP. It's a whole bunch of gray area. And I actually do agree with every point you made as well. This I can see one, that. one like, makes me sad, dude. Because that one costs 100%. I mean, it's like hard to use, you know. It's a it's a commitment to use, and sorts mm -hmm. are in large scale node war. You're so squishy, like it's so unsafe to run up and use just your block to try to cast the skill, and then it's super slow moving, and people get right out of it. I actually wish. I think that should be buffed. I, I, can I see actually that for would sure. like. I wouldn't mind if they removed the vacuum entirely from it and just buff the damage and make the AOE huge and have it sort of as like a zoning thing. Like if you're in a large fight, you just throw the ball down and everyone mm -hmm. that's going to sit and fight in the ball is just going to take huge damage. Oh, I would actually love that. It it makes shit less buggy because vacuums make everything buggy. Yeah. Um, for the most part, you know, blanket statement, and it, it would be a much more. Did I think it yeah, and it would be better too. Suicide yeah, amazing fall zoning tool during for a sure. mystic vacuum is like the weirdest thing on earth. Like you sit there exactly. doing that weird I spinning, floating it. thing it's in the sick. air until the vacuum timer would normally have run out, and then they're bound. Yeah, it's it's odd. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's yeah. just like with Zerker, uh, Predatory Hunt. Like, if you use Predatory Hunt, the little move where they jump up and then, like, slam it to the ground, protected, CC, whatever. Um, if you uh, do yeah. that and then you start getting sucked, it'll, like, glitch out and basically it won't allow you to even land until, like, the suck is over. <laughs> yeah, like, that stuff I would love for them to that's fix so for weird. sure. I, no doubt. I exactly, mean, it might even yeah. relieve some of the frustration if some of the weird glitchiness was fixed. Yeah, and what's weird is that it's not even just the suck, like, like, I sort of got it, seemingly random abilities will sometimes just, like, make me, like, stutter in midair in the middle of the ability, and, like, make me take an extra, like, second or two to land for some reason. It's very strange. There's, again, to harken back to things we were talking about earlier when we were, when we were complaining about things, it's like, there's so much stuff to fix in this game, and they just seem to be okay with it. It's like, so frustrating as a player, somebody who plays this game, like, basically every single day, to just, like, be like, yeah, that's just kind of how things are. It just kind of sucks. You just kind of, kind of got to play with it. Like, well, I mean, it's like seeing, like, a, it's like seeing, like, a super, super intelligent, like, smart student in, like, a, like, a high school, and they're, like, just so bright, and then they're, they, you know, uh, and everything, but they're just like in such a bad environment. They keep hanging out with the wrong people, and they don't want to better themselves. And uh, they don't, they don't bother, you know, doing a little bit of extra work. They're like, come on, like you could do so well. Like you're so smart. And they're like, no, I just, I'd rather, you know, I'd rather just, I don't know, like sell yes. some fucking crack and yeah, some crack and make some mad money real quick so I can do this instead. You're like, but why? Because yeah. <laughs> like that's not exactly what video is like. Video. I, I'm not even shooting you. Uh, number one, it's already top tier MMO, and it could easily, easily be the best MMO, like undisputed right. on the market, without a doubt. It no, it really you. could. I, I always um, describe it as like, like I actually think from if for people that love BDO, it's gonna go down for a long time as like the best MMO they've ever played, and it could be that for everyone in the general public if they fixed a lot of these issues. Not just people that mm -hmm. already love BDO, if that makes sense. Like, people that don't right. even like WoW can accept no, that, like, WoW was king for so long, right? Because it was so innovative. And BDO could have been that, like Absol that, yeah, too. Absolutely. And been in that rare air if they just fixed some of these really, really stupid issues. And not have ever added Melting Cost. <clears throat> or artists. Yeah. They just... They they just need to listen. The Prolist just doesn't want to listen to their community. And I get that a little bit because the community is a bunch of... I, I've actually... I've hardly seen a worse community <laughs> ever. The amount of just disgusting things I've seen. But um, there's also... Just where there's bad, there's plenty of good. And they just need to sort that out and absolutely need to listen. But I just feel like they don't want to. Yeah. It's only like what you said earlier in the podcast. Like, it's got to be a critical mass of people them to even turn an eye to it yeah. yeah do you know like while we're on the topic of like the desync and just all the things that are wrong with this game do you know how depressing it is to be casting the bsl and you see someone land a grapple just to appear behind the person and then uh, the person that landed the grapple gets like grappled and returned or cc'd or whatever and me as a caster i'm not allowed to go man that's some fucking bullshit right there i just have to go well, you know, this is super unfortunate, but it's just kind of part of the game. You gotta 
plan for stuff like that to happen. You know how fucking depressing that is? No, I... How badly I want to be like, dude, see, yeah. this is why this game is fucking failing. Like, this game could be so good if they fix stupid shit like this, but you're not allowed to say that when you're casting a fucking tournament to 500 people. So it's like, ugh. Yeah, I... I... Oh, I die inside. You know, I'm doing Arsha. I get a stiff, and I'm like, oh, yes, I just got a stiff, and can't wait to Serpents. Gonna get that flow. Gonna get this kill. Here we go. I cast Serpents. Oh, boop. They just teleported, like, an extra 10 feet away. My Serpents didn't hit. I'm still kind of a little bit lost in that animation. Oh, they're running at me. Oh, they countered me. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It sucks. It sucks with them, like, just... The desync is awful. That's client-side combat for you, though. I mean, what? Like... Forest is disbanding. Man, everybody's disbanding lately. Forest. What? What the hell? Forest. Oh yeah. I never they... heard of Forest. They just yeah. owned Serendia like three weeks ago. <laughs> oh really? I'm not up to date on like siege. It's too. Yeah, maybe it was longer than that. Somebody gave him. Somebody gave him like Serendia or something a while back. I don't remember, but. Man, uh, oh well, I uh. I think that's it for the topics. I think this is now officially the longest podcast we've done, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. It's good. Sorry Wait, about real that. quick. No, right, dude, it was, right before we, it was we close out, should we talk about the death of Vertex? I'm just kidding. Sorry, that was toxic. <laughs> can can I get Fs in the uh, podcast for Vertex, please? Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Vertex. I'm actually sad. Because they're a rival of our guilds, and I, I like having that rivalry. I think it's cool. Yo, I... So... I was yeah. talking about how idea. that kind of shakes things up a little bit, because now the top four... I, it's, Mina was trying to tell me that Barcode is as strong as Cho Nation. I don't know if I buy that. I mean, I'd be willing to accept it with a little bit more evidence, but apparently they had like some open-world fights at some point or something, Barcode was beating them. I don't know, something about something, but... I, I'm still going with the idea that Barcode is quite a bit weaker than Cho Nation. So I think they're what's close. crazy is now the uh, top these the guilds? top four form a two v two. It's actually super interesting where people go because uh they're they're so different, right? Like it's very interesting. Like the top four including Snake. Yeah, Snake, Black yeah. Rose, Cho, and Barcode. No, Snake would ever two. I think they would just. But I'm saying yeah. if they did, that would be really interesting. That that would be a, a super interesting fight. I I do, and I I do feel strongly about this. But I think that barcode is a lot closer to Cho than people think. Um, but maybe not now because Cho was, you know, friends with Vertex, and a lot of Vertex members are going to Cho, so that's going to boost them quite a bit. But I think prior to Saturday, uh, I really do believe that barcode was weaker than Cho, but really, really only slightly. And now that's probably changed, so we'll see. Who how knows? Many, uh, how, many, how many tryouts are you being forced to attend now, Frosty, with <laughs> Vertex breaking up? We did have a lot, actually, on, on Saturday. Was that, no, oh, yesterday boy. was Saturday. We had a lot on Friday. Friday is what I meant to say. Hey, if any Vertex members are listen you, to this podcast, Hex, right? Versatile's got some spots open, guys. <laughs> uh, so Reslar is in is in versatile that used to be hex i'm in black rose yeah oh, okay okay um, yeah, yeah so... it's interesting though i i mean I, it's crazy whenever a guild that size leaves like man up or 
vertex now it's it can change a lot because it's a huge displacement of power that's going to be just like randomly distributed here and there there's going to be a bunch of people that just quit there's going to be some people that go to smaller guilds to help build them up there's going to be people that just go to the next strongest guild or try to go to the retirement I'll, home that is snake i'll say this right now i don't think this is the last we've seen of vertex yeah i could see that i i think that at some yeah. point maybe not soon but maybe maybe in like a year or something i think the comeback is gonna start that's all just always strong and it's easy to recruit if you've had a powerful yeah, you name got before the name. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Yeah, but the death of a tyrant, man, it's crazy. Enemy dies in EU, Vertex dies in NA. Crazy, man. Yeah. Well, well, uh, we're gonna have to call it there, I suppose. Laven, thanks a lot for coming and hanging out with us, man. It was really fun. Yeah, no problem. You know, and I hope it was cool having my insight. And do you remember, you know, always just spitballing and nothing is ever like absolutely sense down and things of that nature also. So take everything that I said oh, with yeah, a grain man. of salt. And I guarantee you on some of the stuff I said, I probably messed up and said something fucking stupid. Hey, but that's listen, just me. we're all just here, just hanging out, just talking. We're in this fucking podcast. We're all just playing BDO. We all got different experiences. Uh, you know, we're all people with different, pieces of of information and knowledge and ideas and the the cool thing about things like this where people just come together and talk is we bring all those information ideas and whatnot together and you know have it out you know i i do what makes it fun i do appreciate that you were so open-minded laven that you were willing to accept that the mystic vacuum needs a buff and soon real quick before we uh end it off here Levin, i do want to ask you how does it feel now knowing 1000 percent sure that you are the number one ninja in a dude fucking <laughs> no <laughs> please get that shit away from me i don't want to touch anything like that with a 10 foot pole man i just want to play my game and so i don't know if you know this but i was actually i'm uh the uh versatile discord the there's a ninja in there known as uh, zarok and he is very good friends with block mm -hmm. jump and whenever you beat block jump in the bsl he was literally in our discord like the whole time being like <laughs> he wasn't in voice chat but he was a text chat talking about we're all in voice with block jump right now we're talking shit and he's sweating bullets and shit <laughs> like all this shit <laughs> he was so like nervous <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he even changed. Didn't he change Holy his Discord shit. name too to like Laven Two or something? And his Discord name used to be Block Jump as a troll. Yeah, he's a fucking funny <laughs> dude. That whole thing was fucking hilarious. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just shit talking's funny. What do you, let me final question? What do you think? Who do you think the best ninja in A is? Um, spicy question. I don't know, to be completely right. honest. Who would you put in, like, your uh, top, like, three? Like, who are up there? Who are ninjas you look up to? I honestly don't... Uh-oh. I... <laughs> <laughs> That's a difficult question for me, mostly because, like, I'm just not very involved in the in the majority of the ninja community because I just don't usually agree with them. It's usually, obviously, of course, blanket statement, like I'm saying, um, but just an overwhelmingly toxic thing to be involved with 
and I don't really have like I've picked up things here and there from like um good ninjas and whatnot, but I I'm really just not involved in that community. So anything I say, it really wouldn't be accurate for the most part. Um, it's a fair that's all. a fair cop out. I I I don't have a val like a valuable that's a opinion fair at all. Yeah, that's a totally <laughs> fair cop out. I I buy it. <laughs> well, um. We we've all learned stuff from Mazap and uh, Danum. I mean, pretty much, pretty much, almost every like ninety percent of anything ninja has fallen down from those two and maybe like a few others. So I mean, we can all just point to them. The predecessors. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. I feel the same way about my favorite Zerker of all time, and still, I think if he played Zerker today, he'd probably be the best Zerker in A. Is uh, Ozimir. The first, in my opinion, the first great Zerker in a, uh, dude was insane. Wish he still played Zerker. Um, and, uh, Layton, would you be interested wait, in- Wait, can I, uh, I can't do my mystic one? Dildo Dragon, No, because all mystics are trash. Dildo Dragon, who we all look up to. <laughs> Nobody looks up to Dildo Dragon, he's a gear-carried monkey. Is that just the person with the biggest face? <laughs> oh, my. Is that who's the best God. mystic is? <laughs> Uh, Levin, would you be interested in doing some, uh, some 1v1s with us, man? Last time we had Nayashi on here, I don't know if you know him, he's a, he's a Maywa, and a damn good one, too. And we did, we did some 1v1s after the, uh, podcast for everyone to see. Would you be interested in, in doing that? Oh, yeah, Uh, man. We'll, we'll put those, I'll slap those in right now. So if you're not watching the YouTube video... Just skip this portion. Skip like I don't know, probably like ten, fifteen minutes ahead. No, oh, this is gonna. This to is just gonna be. Listen to the music. This is just enjoy. gonna be music for you. This is just gonna be background music for you. So I'm gonna slap these fights in right now.
けどそれ以上にこう育っていってこう環境がそうさせてしまうだから今はそういうふうに言われてないんです。
雪のきれいな場所でゆっくりと新鮮ぐりを離れるそれはできません。
Wow, weren't those fights incredible? I probably got my ass kicked. Maybe Frosty fought as well? Frosty? I don't know if you want to fight. You want a piece of that? Y'all don't want this, dude. <laughs> Y'all don't want this, he says. Maybe Frosty fought. Who knows? Only the future will know. But, uh, yeah, thanks a lot for uh, coming on, Laven. It was, it was really, really fun. And, uh, maybe if, if something ninja happens, or maybe if you uh, end up winning the whole BSL, we can have you on again. We can just keep talking about random shit, because this was awesome. Sure, dude. I'd love to have you over on uh, my end of things as well. That'd be cool. Oh, do you have a podcast or something you do? Uh, yeah, I, I've been away on military duty, so it's been on um, hold. But if you go to my YouTube, you don't don't you don't have to include this in your podcast. I'm just talking to you now. No, I was actually about to say, yeah, we'll go it. ahead and tell all the people where they can find you at. Uh, yeah, uh, my YouTube is Laven. My Twitch is Laven, and my podcast was called um, or is called Smokescreen. I started it probably two months ago, but I've had to take a break because of military duty, so it feels bad. But feels I'm back bad. actually now. Hopefully, hopefully everything's cleared up about this this week. Cool. So I'll be back. Oh yeah, man. We. I mean, I can't speak for Frosty obviously, but I'd love to come on. Mm-hmm. I don't. And I don't uh, I'll make sure to. You can find Laven the the links to his Twitch, his YouTube, all that stuff. You can find all that stuff down in the description. Uh, Laven, make sure I don't lie about that. Make sure I put that shit in there. Uh, <laughs> so if you want more of Laven and all of his uh, Red Ninja antics, you can uh, catch him at those places. You can also uh, find him in the BSL. He participated this past week, and uh, are you participating in the next week? Do you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Yes, <laughs> I believe so. So you might be able to catch him at the next uh, week's BSL as well, and that's on uh, Saturdays at the BDO Esports uh, Twitch page. So. Make sure you go check that out as well, and cheer him on as he fights all the other ninjas and, and tamers and shit that are just all over the fucking BSL. And, you're, and warriors, you're, you can't forget about warriors. You're still helping cast that, right? I don't know if I'm doing next week. I, oh. he, he literally just asked me, like, the day before, and he's like, hey, you wanna do it? And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So, cool. I, I have no clue. Um, um I, also uh yeah not next week but the week after we'll probably have another very special guest that i'm already in contact with so i'm not gonna say who but be looking forward to not next week but the week after's podcast that should be another very good one as well um but yeah frosty you got anything you want to say to the peoples yeah guys add comments to the youtube thing we'll answer questions from there uh if you have questions or we'll read it aloud so long as it is super toxic and um, if the Reddit post is up, I'll look through those as well. But just make sure that you engage with us. We're, we love answering questions and going through the comments and all that. If you have any recommendations, join the Discord. Don't forget, um, we have general discussion feedback there. We have topic feedback there. and Also, just people hanging out, shooting the shit, and showing off their upgrades and stuff. So come hang out in the Discord, comment, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, you join the Discord, you get to see Frosty post Twitch clips of him killing streamers. <laughs> oh, poor Double Actually, Zero. not only killing streamers, BMing them. I as did not soon BM. As they pearl res I did not With BM their them. last pearl that they have, he just runs over, murders them viciously, and he's he's proclaimed to be, quote-unquote, a dick. I did, uh, I did not know he was <laughs> out of tears, dude. He complimented me, so I like him. Even though all the people from Black Rose were talking shit i was like what this dude's so nice <laughs> <laughs>
But anyway, that's going to be it for this episode, guys. Make sure to leave a like, uh, leave a comment talking to us about, you know, what you thought. There's a lot of ideas in here, so uh, try to make sure you clarify as to what exactly you're referring to whenever you drop your comment. And uh, hopefully we'll see you next time. And uh, yeah, you guys have a good one. See you next week. Alright, last fight. Alright, ready. Oh, fucking god. <laughs> oh, you bitch. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Where'd you go? He escaped. Did you leave the VA, <laughs> you fuck? No, he escaped, escaped, dude. I was like, I thought he lagged out too. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Well, you didn't V. I'm back, you bitch! <laughs> God fucking damn it. Yeah, oh I win! Oh my god. <laughs> I should have fucking real potted or something. <laughs>